0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure... Running
1: fast on Raw Dog, Dog. Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99.
0: bodies. Uh, Feds, did you have your headphones on? Yes, I did. How much of uh, Chris and I badmouthing somebody actually went out on the air?
2: I would say 0% because I brought the room down in here immediately. As, I, as soon as I heard a voice, boom, I, slammed, I took the room right off.
0: A good move. All right, zero percent went out. Zero percent. Well you just ha- almost had a scenes behind the scenes, because uh, Chris Stanley and I were bad mouthing a very famous T V personality, um, in a way that we probably would never say on the air. And um Shelby put the put the mics on in a in a kind of a funny pranked way. Like I don't keep up with the big Ashton Kutcher stuff. But this was like being in pranked And it was kind of fun, I guess, except for that thing. Now, now what Chris did was yelled at Shelby and then ran back and forth uh, from the door to his mic, back to the door, back to his mic.
2: Um it's odd to be able to do the hidden microphone prank with microphones everywhere.
0: That's what they always say in the business. There's no such thing as an off microphone. But I've never been, I've never been in any radio show, mine or anyone else's, that during the. Uh, Commercial time, you don't badmouth bosses, coworkers, uh, everyone. Every once in a while, somebody will get... We wouldn't have gotten fired for what we say here, but every once in a while, somebody will get fired because they're making fun of commercials or uh, minorities thinking that they're in the commercial break and it's all going out for everybody. All right, it's the Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Funny man Rich Voss is going to be here uh, right now. He went off to get a coffee with Howard, and we haven't found him back here since, Um I think the big news, and everybody's talking about it on the com today, is that FXX, with little fanfare, car- uh, canceled the show Legit, starring Jim Jeffries, which had a very loyal and still has a very loyal, intense following. It's a very, very funny show, but FX did such a bad job. Shelby, you're a comedy nerd. Uh, Could you believe how poorly they handled taking the show off one network, putting it on... The new
3: channel FXXX, without really explaining it to the audience. Yeah, I I watched uh, some of them, but even I wasn't even clear. Oh, that it did not perform well on FX. I didn't even know that it had really changed. I watched
0: everything the first season and wasn't sure where they start the second season. Television is is crazy. We're talking about Jim Jeffrey's show, uh, Rich, getting canceled. Is that and, canceled? Yeah, it's up in the news now, and no one really was sure how it
4: moved from FX to FXXX. You know what's what's weird, and I, and I like Jim Jeffries; I like him a yeah. lot. Uh And it's sad on on the outside, but on the inside, I'm going good. Uh, why would you do that? No, I'm why? Kidding. Why
0: does other people's problems <laughs> no, make you feel bad? No, here's the better? truth.
4: I really like him. Yeah. I did a bit on one of my CDs, mm-hmm. and two Years before, and I'm not cute, and he didn't know. And then, but they did a whole segment almost based on a bit I do about you know, if you want to stay with a a, keep a girl, find her, you know, find her insecurities, what with her, and then take advantage. And then he did, and but and there was no way that he knew I did Mm it. But then people come up to me and go, You're doing Jim Jeffries' bit, you know what I mean, right? And there's no way because he's the most original. Funny fucking dude. It, he is
0: a except huh? in this case.
4: In what case? No, no. no it was, I mean, it was, these things it was, happen. There's parallel thinking. That's yeah, all. It's it parallel thinking, and 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 I'm a big fan of his. So I, there's certain guys you don't want to get canceled. TV go- networks are so fucked up. Well, now, you though. know why you don't want a guy like him to get canceled? By the one way, be- I didn't know you had this much ink. Uh, I haven't also, seen uh, you in short sleeves like this in a while. A lot of new. This one. Yeah. This one's new. Yesterday, it's a cover-up. I'm doing this whole area over. Yeah. And. This is new uh a lot of the bottom stuff is in the last yeah, I'm just finishing my arms and then I'm done no do you think to yourself before I go to the kids p t a meeting jacket who goes to p t a you don't, you don't do any of that you know what this is what look at i you know here's the thing my uh my kid's on her own uh she's a smart kid <laughs> she could say uh you know uh, I was uh, up late last night and I'm flipping
0: around, and that comedians talking with in the middle of the night show. I can't think of the name of it, but uh, it's out on the West Coast. It's, Byron Allen? Yeah, Byron Allen.
4: You call you, that a comedy show? Your <laughs> wife was on it. Yeah. Pregnant. Yes. That's how, you know, what a throwback that was. I remember that day. She taped hey, with Jimmy Walker. Let me get, I'll get to that, but let me finish yeah. Jim Jeffries real quick. Okay. The reason why it's bad for him to get canceled, because he he's a comic. He's an edgy comic. Yeah. He's a comic that's not doing your... You're, you know, your, hey, you know what I right. mean? And he brings something different to the table. Yeah, that other that opens the door and helps other type of comics like that. Right. You know, so and 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 it's funny and people, you know, enough about a, this. You know, this was offensive. That was it's funny stuff,
0: but it's hard for the masses for them to get out of the rhythm of the kind of sitcom comedy that we've seen our whole life like they're used to rhythm
4: yeah I know but you take a network like FX which I think is unbelievable I mean the shows you know Fargo and uh, uh, what do you call Fargo's
0: so fucking good
4: Fargo and and uh uh, the uh, the one about the spies. We watch it. It's slipping my mind. Americans or something the like Americans, that. The Americans. Yeah. They have really good shows. They're bringing it to... An, same with AMC. They're bringing it to another yeah. level where they're making networks and even HBO and Showtime compete with them. When uh, You know, The Shield was unbelievable. When is My Wife Hates Me going to become a TV
0: show? Because this... Well, I went out and did the podcast live in front of an audience and I'm watching you guys work, and I'm watching the audience going, just dying.
4: Uh-huh. I mean, you guys crush. Thank you. Uh, you know, I don't, we have one network interested. I mean, I don't know if they know, we know the format. hmm You know, we, we know the format for TV. It's based on the podcast. Right. And then it goes into semi-scripted reality, in between reality and Larry David. You know right. what I mean? Not cameras on you 24 hours, but not so, so rehearsed. right? You know what I mean? Kind of like the yeah. show. You know, uh, and, you know, we have networks. We we have people interested. In, uh, and this isn't trying to be fucking. There's no one like Bonnie and I. We're, it's you know, very, separately. Very, yeah. Separately, there's people like us. Without, yeah. and there's comics like me. There's comics like her. Not as good. But together, <laughs> there, there's no one like No, us. it's true. You know, uh and and we're not reinventing the wheel. I mean we're diff- I mean Burns and Allen, the difference is she's Burns. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't and and we both can give each other crap and both take it. You know, the thing is what, what people like about us or like about her is I could call her stupid. And she'll laugh. And so many guys can't say that to their spouse. Right. The things I could say to her. It would stop everything to, because she's yeah. a
0: comic first and she gets it. Yeah, she gets it, you
4: know. God but, damn, it was so
0: funny being yes. with you guys that night. It was so funny. It was so funny. Just, uh, It's so funny to have that vantage point uh-huh. of seeing
4: faces when you guys get into it. It was such a great night. I, I cannot. I, I even said to Bonnie the other day, I go, uh, Fucking Ron's line, uh, when I said, you know, about St. Jude, they keep sending me, uh, <laughs> And and you said, uh no, there's still sick kids. (laughs) It's so funny. I I think I told you that on the street. I can't that line just keeps there's still sick kids.
0: (laughs) And I still want this. I ran into Rich the other day on my block and it was such a funny situation. You were coming down the street and you were all amped up because you spent a day doing a thing. But this was so funny because I had my chick with me and two kids and walking the dog at the same time. Yeah. I look like the most suburban guy in the history of the world. Uh, and you were all amped up because you're doing this Chris Rock movie. I thought you were just walking your dog and they were fans. <laughs> well,
5: they are. So I
4: just, you know, what you try to do is have fans as family. You know, it's... And that's what's great about certain... Like, for my life, your life, and in in entertainment. Like, this is such a... a, a a, a business where you deal with rejection on a daily basis. Yeah, but then when you can leave this horribleness, and then at least have a family or right. have something to go to center you. Well, you know, I, I said
0: mean? to Opie when I did the masse with them, "You married a normal person." Yeah. Meaning that is the biggest compliment I could think of. I yeah. don't know whether his chick took it that way, but to be you know in Opie's position. Surrounded by just madness for decades, right, the thing to have the thing to leave that and go be a normal like a regular person, yeah you know that people like us think of
4: like regular things is almost like a luxury sometimes yeah. well, that's why l a is so horrific going to l a right. because everything. Is show business. Mm-hmm. You know, even your kids, you walk in the door and, Daddy, read my script. Uh, you know. Right. Daddy you know, read my script. <laughs> uh, it's just, it, it, and I'm not saying you have to have a, kids and a wife to have a normal life. You don't. You get yeah. up, you know, but t- this business will consume you. You know, I don't know about the radio because I've never, you know, yeah. I just guess, but as a stand-up, it's not, either I'm traveling or I'm trying to get work, or I'm dealing with uh some kind of bullshit. You know, just right. so much. The only now you have to keep your Twitter alive you know, and moving. And all, it's so stupid. The, the only time I'm not fucking losing it is when I'm on stage, because then I don't have to worry about all the other shit. all the other bullshit. You know, even when I'm playing golf, I'm getting oh fuck, I get a, you know I'll see a, a text or uh, this right. that and I go uh, you know, and it's just. It's so it's so time consuming. Now there was just points in your career or my career too where I've made enough money where other people are dealing with everything, right. you know. Uh, but then you're dealing with every, them. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're dealing with the people who are supposed to take care of your shit, and that's annoying too. Hey, listen, I've had some many fucked up stories from from agents and managers, yeah. and I've had great ones. But you know, uh, you know, in our movie, uh, Todd Glass said, "Look, there's." five percent of industry that are great just like comedy you know right. there's there's bad comedy and there's bad industry and there's good comedy and good industry and they get it you know but i don't it doesn't matter what level listen i'm doing fucking well and i'm and i'm still stressed you know what i mean sure. whatever level you know I, I i you know you work with someone like rock in a movie and he's thinking, ah, oh, what am I going to do next? You know, right. You know, and someone like Chris rock, what am I going to do next? You know what I mean? Right. I, I got to do another hour. I got to do this, you know, cause got to keep staying fun- it's relevant, you know? Uh,
0: well, I love this podcast. And nice. this time you're doing it, The, the marriage counselor is going to be the one and only Jim Norton. Yes. You're giving, you're getting advice for your relationship
4: for a person who's not known for having great relationships. Well, that's one of the reasons I have him. So yeah. I could look good this time. Right. Uh, you want the anti, you're like, Oh, see, I, I honey, see what Jim is saying. Let's not do that. Or see, honey, see what you could be with. It is true. <laughs> see, can you imagine if you rolled over every morning to that, you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, and he's as quick as you. Are. I mean, you two are probably the quickest like that, you know. Uh, and, you know, it's just, we want to bring it, we want to bring this show, this live show, to get it to a, you know, we want to start getting, you know, uh, Bonnie's Friends with Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. get Colin and get, I would love Tracy Morgan. If, All these people it, you would
0: know, be terrific, yeah. You know, it's a uh, great idea.
4: You know, and just to do it. And that way it keeps it
0: different every time. You know, you yeah. throw in that other person who, whether, you know, I mean, to me, I think the funniest thing is just have the least helpful people you could ever have sitting next oh, to you. Oh, I it. don't want a real marriage counselor. Then yeah. who, who That would be awful. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And then you and Bonnie are performing at the uh. Uh, Arlington Cinema Draft House this
4: Friday. Friday Saturday. and Saturday. It's one of my favorite places to work. It's right outside D.C., the Arlington Draft House. It's a theater... An old, old theater. You know, sometimes they show movies, sometimes bands, uh, comedy. D- they do a lot of alternative acts. They do, you know, Bobby just worked there, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And we work there once a year. It's probably my favorite place to work. And uh, it's just hands down a great place. The Arlington Draft House, Friday and Saturday. You know what's good uh, that Ron's reading this now? I'm going to give you guys an inside scoop on, on radio. When they're getting rid of you... They say, and so you'll be here this
0: weekend. <laughs> <laughs> <Which> is, so, <laughs> yeah, when you reach for the paper, I, I actually uh, uh, talked to a guy who didn't, didn't do a lot of radio. And he th- thought that when I went down and read his thing coming in that I had no idea who he was. And this is, this is a guy who was like kind of, on a musical side, somewhat of a hero of mine. Uh-huh. And he goes, when I was reading off his thing, so I wanted to think I'm right. He was like, he goes, when I first met you, I was like, oh, shit. Because you know how many of those things that those guys have to do? Like, yeah. they do interviews with people
4: who have no idea who they are. Oh, I've done, I've done interviews where you could tell they're reading off of the internet Quite, yeah, or questions that they yeah. had just written up. So earlier. you were the first white guy in depth camp. You know, that was 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, so, and I listen to certain rate tomorrow. I'm doing radio in DC. I'm doing sports junkies. They're oh, great. They're, great. they're, they're fantastic. Gr- it's great radio. Yeah. There's certain places that are such fun to walk into. And mm-hmm. you know, because they're just four dudes that started in their basement. You know, yeah. I mean, they don't have a looker across the table like him.
0: Well, but, Shelby's a an attractive guy. You know, uh, <laughs> Shelby actually turned the mics on as Chris and I were badmouthing a big TV uh, personality. And during like the song, and we were just sitting there uh, talking about this game show host and how fucking terrible he is. And Shelby had turned our mics on, and we didn't know it. And uh, luckily, Fez in the other room brought the whole room down as soon as he heard it. But this fucking kid will be the death of me. That's the, you know and we keep him around because he is you know he's adorable. That was
4: yeah. but that's a good move. Yeah, it is. That's right. a good way. It's a to good move. Move over into the host chair. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I saw trouble when I saw those very yeah. slender what fingers. Was that, uh, that fucking Vegas dancer movie where she made sure she So Girls? Yeah, she yeah. pushed fucking Gina Gershon down the steps. That's
4: fucking Shelby right now. He's to Kevin Spacey from uh, House of Cards Mm -hmm. and Radio. He's going (laughs) to push his way into the presidency.
0: Yeah, he manipulates everything.
4: He's fucking got all of his dancing on his strings. What I'm saying, Fez, is don't go in the subway uh, on a subway platform with him. Oh, yeah. He he will push you off.
2: Yeah, he's the host of the new show, Whisper. You're on candid microphone. You don't know how far
0: Fez is away from the actual track of the subway. Go
2: down with him
0: and he's got his ass on bum piss. He's just up against the fucking wall because, again, one thing about Fez, he sees danger even where it's not. Well, you were talking in the podcast about your street smartness, uh-huh. right? Fez has taken it to a degree where if he sees an old lady, he has fear. If it, he sees a homeless person and has fear of being attacked and you live in New York
4: where homeless people are everywhere. I
2: well, feel like it, those people are always right outside my peripheral vision in my blind spot. Uh, you know,
4: he, but you know what it's good to know as a comic I, as a comic, you got to know what's going on around you. You see, right. I, I know everything. I, I, I could see a, a couple fighting in the far corner. Yeah, I know. And in life, if you don't have that, you're going to get raped.
5: You're always you're always looking to get raped. You know?
4: Something bad's
0: gonna happen. I think other than Shelby, we're all past the stage of anyone wanting to rape us. <laughs> Shelby, you could still get raped, absolutely. But you know, yeah. we would go to prison and get that thing of just being left alone <laughs> like, by everyone. You know, <laughs> so no, lonely we in prison. We would
4: we would be. Listen, you got to clean my cell or do my laundry. Yeah, I'm not going to rape you, but you have to do I, something for me. I I've <laughs> normally.
0: Guys like us now would be put in that old white guy prison that they have, where you know what they put accountants in and you know child molesters because they know the other guys. So I I know people that are in fucking jail, but it's a jail they could escape from
4: easily. The whole jail's protective custody.
0: Yeah, the whole yeah the whole jail is like we're putting all you guys over there. There's ping pong. We (laughs) want you to learn. You know, and I I know a lot of guys that. have gone to jail in Florida on different smuggling charges. And you would be surprised that for a white guy past a certain age. Like Shelby would still be in certain in trouble. But in. once you're like past thirty, thirty five, they're like, we're gonna find a nice white jail for you. It's gonna be uncomfortable, don't get us wrong, you won't you know, there's gonna be lights
3: out and shit, but there's not a lot of guys stabbing each other. I'd be getting yeah. turned inside out, you'd be learning racquetball.
0: Well, I don't learn racquetball, Shelby. It's not a mystery to me. I've been (laughs) on the planet
4: Earth. I I get racquetball.
3: I'd be learning.
4: Okay. You're probably a lot better with switches than you are with Uh, (laughs) ad-libs. See? He's fucking got you, prick. Uh, Yeah, like, I don't know what it is about prisons, but prison movies or you drive past one, it's like an obsession to stop and look at them and it's cuz it's such a dark life you know what i right. mean it's so intriguing it's just intriguing what i i was
0: like fucking probably about 18 years old and a friend of mine went to fucking jail Uh, You know, he was going to be in for a while. So I go in to visit him, and by the time I got all the way into the visit place, I go, this is the last visit you'll be getting from me. (laughs) I'm not going through this fucking experience. Because literally, guys are yelling down and shit. Some, I'm not even kidding, I'm walking up to the fucking place, and a guy's yelling my name. I look up, it's another guy I know, and he's yelling put my name on the list cuz just he wanted to get out. It just come down, you know? It's just a walk. Yeah.
4: I I did a show last year. It wasn't a person, it was a county, but it was a tough county yeah, in sure. Ma- in Maryland or Delaware. And I'm on stage and behind me is a dish with bags of potato chips and like 10 sodas. And these the prisoners were staring at that dish like it was gold. Like sure. Like if they could only have one of those bags of chips would have turned their life around. That's how Right. That's how bad you know what I mean? That so after the show one guy he was helping clean up, he goes, Can I please have a diet soda? Like yeah. I mean, a diet soda is But let's suppose, in, like they
0: just said, this room, you guys aren't getting out, you're all going to be here for the next 20 years. It would probably take us minutes, maybe hours, before we're like... We gotta get that fucker over there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just like you got nothing else to do. Someone says something to you, and you're thinking, "I'm gonna fucking end that bitch. <laughs> I can't fucking stand it anymore." Because like if I'm in uh, like a doctor's office and I'm in there too long, I'm starting to think about killing people.
4: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would want to kill him. I would just want to try to get something from him that would make my life easier. <laughs> Their shoes, yeah, something like like this guy. I would want to take his his jacket for a blanket, right? You know, <laughs> or something. And then
0: that's the thing. Then Chris has to look over and he sees you wearing his sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's digging on him forever. Yeah, and and there is twenty
1: that's... years of this to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. And after a while, <laughs> shit piles up, and then you just finally, like, if I hear another fucking story, I am just going to stab him in the throat. Just what,
4: one more fucking story. They shot, I think Norton was telling me this. Uh, there was a guy in prison, and no one messed with him, because every night he would play on his guitar and sing uh, Country Road. They just thought he was in that ear or, or did that it The this song helped right. them. You know, and late at night before they all went to bed, he would sing Country Road, yeah. and he had a complete pass in prison because he was the guy that could sing and play that song. And
0: that would, see, I used to get a lot of prison mail when I was in Florida doing mornings there. And I would get even shit from guys that were going to get the electric chair, guys that were on death row, because they listened to that little transistor radio. Uh It's all they had. So they would, it would always be the same shit. First of all, guys that are on death row, particularly serial killers, I found, they do weird shit. All of them. Right on both sides of the paper. They just fill out as much as they can. I guess they have time. They all draw. There's always drawings in it. They'll use different colored pens where they do it. And to a person, they all said, could you get some Ozzy on for me? They would always, at the end of it, could you guys play some Ozzy? And yeah. they would be fucking nuts. And you would get, you know, there was a guy, I remember, he went in and burned up Everybody in a fucking supermarket. He just went in, splashing fucking gasoline, lighting shit on fire. And he used to write. and would be the weirdest shit. He wasn't he, laying
4: people on fire.
0: Yeah, he let people on fire, things. And he was just a mad dog. And then he would send fucking mail to me. You know, just out of nowhere. Did, did it creep did, you out? Yeah, it was a, always a weird thing. Did you um, ever respond back? No. Or no? Never, well, one guy that was a serial killer, we brought his new girlfriend on to, and had her sing a song and people were fucking furious with us and he was uh, a guy who had really paralyzed the state for a while of just, you know, because there would be a murder and then four or five days later another murder. Like when people watched the following uh-huh. None of that shit can get away because everyone goes crazy very quickly. You know, Son of Sam shut down New York. I think he only killed four or five people. Yeah. You know? So you would never see one of these things actually take place. Uh, And then he would send stuff, and it was, and then finally his girlfriend came in. She sang a song about him, and everyone was fucking furious. But how many people did he kill? Probably killed somewhere about five, half a dozen, all girls, you know. And it was one of these guys that before they did it, they really had him. Like, Do you remember the guy's name? Danny something, right? Danny Rowling. Danny Rowling. And before it happened, they had it where he was like, you know, they had him like it was almost silence of the lambs. The, the papers were saying there was something ingenious there. When they caught him, he had a fucking campsite next to the railroad tracks. He was just a fucking other moron, just a You know, just a fucking idiot that couldn't make it in life. And they had given him this kind of fame and stuff because you know, I don't know, he threw some Clorox on the room around after. But but they're fucking—they're all nuts.
4: They're all just crazy people. Well, wasn't there a guy in Texas? Well, I know Gacy, how, I don't know yeah. how many he had, but there was a guy that had two other guys pick up hitchhikers, right? and he, he must have killed like 40 or 50 people, like, you know, I mean... It doesn't mean which, it's nothing to them. It's nothing. Yeah. That song, uh, I Don't Like Mondays, was about yeah. uh, the girl... They just open a window and start shooting. Yeah, that's what we have now. More we have more people that'll go
0: into a mall, start shooting than we will have the, the people that are just looking for fringe. But if you wanted to commit a murder, uh huh, it would be easy enough as long as you're not you know doing it for money or you know revenge. Just to go out and kill a person, it's pretty easy to get away with. But why would you ever want to do it? What's the
4: fucking upside? Uh. I can't think of one. I talked about this on our this week's podcast about, you know, that I know a lot about profiling and, mm-hmm. and stuff because... And I argue with Bonnie, but I've watched 15 or 20 years of Law and & Order and CSI and stuff. Do you so feel you like learn. you could do it? Well, you learn a lot of stuff, you know. And she goes, you're out of your mind. I go, well, no. Can you learn from Discovery Channel? You can yeah. learn from everything. So, but
0: I, I also read other stuff that most of the shit that we think we know from movies, like every serial killer movie, right? They say, well, they take trophies, something to hold on yeah. to. And look, that's not true. No. None of them do that. The memory is fucking good enough for them. You know?
4: Well, I fit, I have a speech impediment. Mm-hmm. My parents were divorced. Uh, sexually, I'm inadequate. Uh, I fit a lot of the profiles of a serial killer.
0: If I had to pick someone here that I think would be a serial killer, uh- it would probably be Fez. Uh-huh. I could see. I can see Fez as one of those guys who takes a hammer to his elderly mom one day. And I still don't because he has. People don't know this about. Well, people who listen long enough do. He has maybe the worst temper out of all of us, but it does. It doesn't come out as much as our temper yeah. does. They're the scary kind of guys, and he also hates women. And, I
4: kind of think wants to be a woman. That's why he hates them. Well, and but for me, like as I fit the profile, like yeah. I said. But if I see a bug in my house, and Bonnie will kill, I'll you put it be in the killer. I'll put it in Tupperware, yeah, and take it outside and set it free. Like I don't like. Do you keep the Tupperware afterwards? What's that?
2: Do you oh, hate the Tupperware
4: afterwards? No, we. I have a dishwasher. Uh, that's the,
0: see. That's the kind of mind that worries. Yeah. He's a germ
4: freak. <laughs> well, He's uh, you know. Well, I didn't kill the bug in it. The bug crawled for maybe four seconds till I walked it out the door. I don't live in a mansion. And uh, then we wash it. The Tupperware. Yeah.
0: Um, I, Higgs put this up. Shelby, um, not Shelby, Vito graduated today and he put up a picture of him, tweeted it to us. He used to be so fast on that. I think I got everybody in the wrong positions. Oh, that's really nice. That's beautiful. Who is that? He's our intern. He graduated from some kind of film school.
4: They're all in red. Oh, if they only knew. Yeah, they don't know anything. none of them were going to get a job. Well, here's the weird thing.
0: (laughs) Every kid that we're looking in is more in debt than any of us. They're all (laughs) in incredible debt. (laughs) You know, to sit down. They owe like
4: $250,000, but not for a house. This is what I got to ask you. I wanted to bring this up because I was talking to your intern. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, you go to school. Uh, what year? And, this, and she's interning. And my daughter goes to Kane College. And I don't understand this. And I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. I just don't yeah. understand it. She's interning this summer, but she had to pay $1,500 yes. to intern. Yes. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah. What you do is you pay the school, not us. Yeah. She's they paying pay the, the school, so they get credits. It's crazy. She's paying the school, right? So she could do free work, right? Uh, what? But why is the exact opposite of street smart? What the hell? Why is the school making profit? I uh, I never get it. So you've heard it. It's insane. It's, it's one, we can't
0: get people to intern unless they do that for insurance purposes. So if someone called us up and they said, "I'm a long time listener to the show. I'm a you know open mic comic. I'd like to come in an intern," we'd have to say, "You have to go to a school and be accredited," and then that goes through HR. It do, it's never even allowed to come through the people
4: uh that are on the air. Oh, so that's everywhere. So that's it's oh. 100%. Yeah. Oh, I thought my her school was just scamming her no. for 1500 bucks. What kind of place is she interning? Oh, at uh like a a, a, a gym type. You know, she's right. going to get into the uh what do you call feel, you know, physical fitness and yeah. stuff. My other daughter interned two summers at, at Nike. And then one at like Juicy Couture. And she graduated early in December and she's already working at Macy's as like a Fashion assistant thing. buyer and yeah. stuff. You know, she's... They're two different, you know. Right. And, but they're both good. You know, they went to, I, they both went to college, you yeah. know. And so, uh, uh, you know, I'm very excited for both of them. Uh, she got that job right out of school. That's, that's tough today. You know. it's a tough thing to pull off. You know, in Manhattan. So, and, you know, hopefully she'll get... She'll work somewhere where I buy clothes. I mean, I buy them at Bloomingdale's and Macy's owns Bloomingdale's. You know, this is riveting radio. No, it Um,
0: is. (laughs) We're pulling pulling the curtain back. Yeah. And we're saying Rich Voss, the father. (laughs) Rich Voss, the thinker. Uh, This weekend... Uh, you'll be able to go see uh, Voss and Bonnie at the Arlington Cinema Draft House. They're home away from home, Friday and Saturday. You guys are doing stand-up there? Or yeah, stand-up. And then the... Podcast will be uh, done live at the Village Underground, which is a really cool spot. David Tell does his TV show out of yeah. there. And Jim Norton will be the celebrity guest marriage counselor. And that's going to yes. be
4: beyond interesting. Sister, you can get your tickets at ComedyCellar.com. Yeah. And uh, it's a fun show. Come out. Uh, we have a, a comic. Dave Smith is going to do a warm-up. He's going to do a, like 10 minutes of fun. Uh-huh. Bonnie and I are going to do stand-up on this one. Uh, and then we'll have him do some uh, comedy, and then we'll come out and uh, figure this thing out. Is Robert Kelly producing the show? Yeah, he's our producer.
0: I I brought this up to him. That was one of the, probably the best produced shows I've ever been a part of. Everything ran like clockwork. The music was there. The room looked great. The
4: crowd was excellent. Yeah. It was really, really a professional night. Well, you, you guys and Opie and Anthony have a good comedy audience following. They like, they like, they know comedy. They know it. Like my wife this weekend did a, a women's festival in Boston and she was Sunday on the Mother's Day show Mm -hmm. and the audience it's not a comedy. they were like, "Hey, we're away from our wife, right. our husband and kids," you know. So, yeah, there were lady comics going up, going, "Hey, our fuck our husbands," and the ladies are going, woo. And then my wife going up and doing her, you know, "I want to kill a hooker today," right? Uh, you know, and she's, <laughs> she, my wife. Open, this is when she opens up with this show. She goes, "You ever see those Mother Day, those pictures where the husbands holding the baby and giving his wife flowers on Mother's Day and this and that?" Mm-hmm. He's fucking someone else.
5: <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs>
4: That's her opening note to the rah-rah. But when you get, you know, ONA A and Rana Fez, they know comedy. You know, you bring up Jim Jeffries and half of them are going, Oh, that sucks because he's right. a funny cat. You know yeah. what I mean? They know you, you bring up Doug Stanhope, these people know they who know. Doug Stanhope is. Yeah. You know, a funny fucking dude. So anyhow, uh come on out, come out to the Arlington Draft House. I'm telling you. It's going to be a great show. Bonnie doesn't go on the road that much. Uh, she's she's brilliant, you know. And and I I, I, I don't fail. Uh, no, you know, no. He never fail. <laughs> uh, great, great act. You know,
0: we were saying you that night. You were saying you're always on Bonnie's side, and I told you, you she has that thing where you try to get her to like you. People are always going to pick her over you because there's an extra thing about her.
4: I don't even know what it is. It, you know what it is? What Because she is almost a dude. Right. Uh, like she'll be warm for a moment and then, and then cold for a moment. You're like, oh, I got to get the warm back. Yeah, there's yeah. something about... Like, if you know her... I mean, she rubs people the wrong way like I do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she walked in... To this festival and someone goes, can I help you? And she goes, where's the green room? And the guy goes, are you a comic? And she says, do, do regular people ask for a green room? Okay. <laughs> Instead of saying, yes, I'm a comic. Yes, I'm here right. to perform. Been, it just, yeah. you know, and that's something I do. I go, what yeah. are you, fucking idiot? <laughs> Who would it? So there's something about her that she'll do. that, And then all of a sudden, you like, you're going, oh, she's great. Yeah. She's pretty, I'm telling you, you know, as much as I hate her, she's brilliant. No, she is really, she's like a genius. Yeah. I'm serious. She's good. When it comes to, I mean, she's writing a book and she reads it. She's reading. I'm going to spring. She goes, ah, this, I mean, she thinks everything she does is horrible and it's such a higher level. Well, you read most, that Sammy
0: Davis book.
4: You yeah. brought that up, so
0: you know you got your own background. <laughs> yeah. You have a literary
4: background yourself. How did you know I read?
5: I was Sam, at yes, the it. podcast oh, yeah. it up. Oh, <laughs> yes, I did. The the the
0: the museum is opening up the Underground Museum, and I don't know a single New Yorker who wants to go to the nine eleven museum. Why?
4: Because there's $24 to get in?
0: (laughs) But I don't know why you would go, yes, let's go into this living tomb to relive that day. This thing, I don't know, I'm sure everybody has the best Thing. But to do this as a tourist
1: thing for me, it just the post had a giant pictorial of like ten pages long of all the pictures of what's inside. There it was terrible. You don't
0: uh, You would I, never want to so be I down die. there. I don't want to be there. underground seeing mangled steel because there's a part of you that goes, "Yeah, that was
4: one time it happened. When's the next?" I uh, one I heard in this museum they have doors every like so much, so people can bail out. Is They're, that right? Yeah, they have. I have and i don't have it hung it's it's put away and stored cuz it's kind of creepy i have a piece of paper that blew out of the world trade center yeah and you could see the edges is burnt and it says 84th floor world wow. trade center you know and it just blew and someone gave it to me and i i kept it but it's even that is too fucking creepy right. for me to put out in my house i have it but it's yeah. in stored away it's just you know, you don't forget, obviously, and you don't give these people a pass and let them build their own mosque down there and do that. I mean, unless you're a real liberal, I'm not, I'm not conservative. I'm, but it's, you don't forget, it's, just, it's hard to be reminded. Listen, I watched the other night 12 Years a Slave. It gives you a whole new perspective on slavery. Pre this, you you liked slavery before you saw this (laughs) film? No, but I mean, I like, uh, like, what I'm saying is as a Jew, you go, well, look, we've had our struggle. We, Mm -hmm. you know, but there there wasn't, that's probably the most horrific thing that you can imagine. I mean, there's slavery throughout the world, you Mm -hmm. know, throughout time, but it's just, you don't, you go, ah, you are slaves, let it go. No. You know what I mean? It destroyed a whole race of people, generations down. And So I could see. I mean, you got to let go and move on in life. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But you can't forget, that was some serious shit. Does this make sense, or am I no, just... No, it
0: definitely does, and I, I do agree that this country still hasn't gotten over it. But this is like, and a lot of people go get over it and stuff, but... And then I just saw a thing where someone fucking uh, discovered this um, wrecked, right? It was this, um, these treasure hunters. And it was like hundreds of years old. Spain found out about it and they said, that's our fucking treasure. That's owed to us even though all the people who would have would have been dead, that's why people bring up reparations. Because uh, this is fucking thing is never going to get passed that, that like you said, people who have that in their bloodline still feel
4: fucking pissed off about it, you know? Well, I mean, I think and I don't know enough, I mean, I know a lot of Jews had everything stolen from the right. artwork, this and that, uh, and which are trying to get back you know you know their artwork will be in museums in other countries and they go wait yeah. this was stolen fucking artwork from and those from- museums know it yeah you
0: know yeah. to this day they know that they got a bunch of shit from nazis yeah. you know back
4: then so i don't know i mean listen if i could chip in i'll, I'll make a payment for rep Whatever. Right now, you owe a lot of money to St. Jude's. You yes. know what I mean?
0: You haven't got beyond that. But you know what? When you're talking about the Jewish thing, I always thought that the Nazi hunters were like it was like one of the coolest stories to read any of those because some dude is just in Argentina and he's fucking seventy eight he's having a pina colada and he looks up and a couple fucking dudes are just coming at him. Oh, you yeah. know? And when you think I've gotten away, whatever happened. It's behind me, and here's the fucking pass ready to throw a bag over your head and
4: fucking take your ass to Israel. And look at the scene in, in, in Marathon Man yeah. where, in the street. It's... You know, and the guys, the old Jews are going, yeah. it's, you know, and they remember this fucking face 50 years later. Yeah, and I remember, well, you're saying 50 years, but if oh,
0: that movie was made, it was probably 30, oh. right? Yeah. So to me, as a kid, when I saw it, I felt like you are like, that's something that happened a long time ago. But if you ran into some guy who beat your ass in the 80s, you'd remember that <laughs> motherfucker.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, there you are, bitch. There you are. i are
4: fucking waiting for this and shit. And he's called my dad. No. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're waiting for that bitch. Just like in Fargo, that new show. Um, here's uh, Doug. Doug, go ahead, buddy. What's up?
2: Yeah, I'd like to just compliment you. I listen to O and A uh, and Rich is on there right much, but uh, I've never heard him so relaxed and and uh, just the flow of the way you interview him. I re- I really appreciate that. And uh, can I ask Papa one
4: one quick question? Go ahead. Uh, w- when is he going to get his? Um, High Society Radio. We can download it on iTunes. That's. I think that's a, got a lot of uh, good stuff, but it's harder to load, uh, load down to get
0: it. What? Which through. one of your podcasts are you talking about? Your High Society Pepper?
1: Yeah, you can just go to like radio dot It's right there. It's all easy to download. But can't you get it, it off all, of iTunes? I don't think it's no, on sorry. iTunes. It's Why not? not bad. Uh, bad production of the podcast. Oh,
0: is that right? It's not good. You tried to give it to iTunes and they wouldn't take yeah, it. I got
4: a old old nanos, I mean, that's, I mean, it's real old, and it's, you know, it's kind of hard to, to switch it up. I wish you would get
3: on that tune. It's it's uh, Ron, he's, he does a good job on that. It really does. It's really interesting. Well, he's trying to keep it as quiet like as possible. Stuff.
1: More like Sir? radio.com.
0: You started doing that podcast before anybody was doing
1: podcasts. Yeah, it was a while ago. That was like over six years ago. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, It's it's fucking OG. Back before there were podcasting networks. Or just put it up to a website and then download is, it. Isn't
0: the podcasting network even like what you guys are doing with Riotcast fairly new? Isn't that only a couple of years old?
1: Yeah, it's only
4: a few years old. Yeah, yeah, I mean, East Coast, West Coast podcasts are big, and they were a lot. They're ahead of yeah. our time. I mean, Keith and the is like one of the first podcasts. Yeah.
5: Ever, Which, right? What was that
4: from Out of Queens?
1: Yeah, Keith and the okay. Girl. I never knew this. That's like well, like well, like my the first because it's just yeah. been out there forever. It's it's pretty popular. It's called Keith and the Girl, and they do it five days a week too. Yeah, at at, at their studio at home, and it's good.
4: They're good. Yeah, they're, they're just they have great dynamics, and he's he's quick. And why don't terrestrial radio ever pick up any of these people? I never get it. What the fuck happened to
0: radio? <laughs> why did they get so stupid?
1: Well, there's no talk in New York, right? I mean, there's no... There's no,
0: well, there's, you know, the national political talk. You can hear yeah. people use the words right wing and left wing. But there's nothing on the radio anywhere that's like Voss and Barney, where they just sit down and they're like real people having a conversation. If you're going to like it on your computer, why wouldn't you like to hear it in your car? It doesn't I think make sense to me.
4: Uh, maybe they're scared to take a chance. of Yeah. You know, of, a uh, subject matter or, t- you know, everybody's running scared because of, you know, uh, uh, advertisers and this and offending that or that. Why, why can't just people be real and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I said it to Bonnie the other day, women are fighting for, for women's rights and comedy, but yet they have an all female comedy festival. You're defeating your purpose by saying mm-hmm. we need, you know, I mean, it just, it's a double edged sword because you are not getting as much work. but So you're saying you need an all-white male comedy festival? It's, Just I wouldn't be in that. I'm a Jew. I don't consider myself white. That would be
0: amazing, a Jew comedy festival. You don't see those. <laughs> <in it. laughs> yeah. You don't see a lot of them. Uh, I was saying there was some documentary, almost, it was almost like the absence now of Jewish comedy. It was a lot of older guys, because really stand-up comedy came from that generation of Jewish dudes.
4: Uh and now everyone has adapted that way of being Uh, I think you know what with comics nowadays too like when I grew up I mean I grew up and it was just going parents being divorced and Not dealing with the pain and not knowing as a kid what that... So I would come home from school and listen to Von Meter and laugh every day, Mm -hmm. you know, to Von Meter and then listen, you know, watch Ed Sullivan and Alan King and all the comics. And it was... So you grew up loving comedy and then you get into comedy. and, and, And that's why I really was attracted to Bonnie when... She knows comedy. She knows the history. Right. She knows. You know. You could ask a new comic now. Who's Steve Landisberg, and
3: they fucking stare at you. Or who's who's Bob Newhart?
0: Do you know who Steve Landisberg is?
3: I don't know Landisberg I, I know Newhart. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. How do you not
0: know Steve Landisberg? if you like comedy, you say you're a comedy nerd. You don't know that name.
3: I'm sorry, I'll have to look him out. How about Gary Shandling? Yeah, of course. Are oh, you better? You say of course, but then you didn't say of course the Landisberg. Trying to cover my track. Alright, smart <laughs> move. Smart fucking He was move. a great stand-up. David Brenner?
5: Yeah. Okay.
3: We did the whole special on him. You did? When what I was, was th- your special? Well oh, I, uh, I guess I pulled
2: clips. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Barney the dinosaur.
4: <laughs> Who did you listen to? Did you listen to anybody growing up? When so I was much- growing up, uh the people
0: that first got to me, I mean, obviously Carlin was that thing but i remember like uh even cosby on tv was like insane to me but i remember, I, I was just talking about this with i think when natelle was in here that my parents were listening to this thing that my uh my uncle had brought over and it was like really redneck comedy it was andy griffith doing this bit called what it was was football and i remember that being really little and seeing everyone laughing about these redneck jokes and not totally getting it and seeing my parents laugh too hard yeah and i'm like that's this is more than i want to be around this <laughs> fucking it was almost like you watched everyone do dope you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> you're a little kid and watch everyone get high um here's uh, chuck chuck you're on the run of show
4: Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, uh, I just wanted to know you talking about Jewish comedians, the, the history of uh, of comedy, of stand up comedy, in particular Jewish comedy. Where would you put Lenny Bruce?
0: What do you mean? Where would you put him? I mean, he's okay. always going to be at the top of most lists. Yeah.
4: Well, I, I, I was thinking of. I mean, is he a stand up comedian? Yes. Is he a, 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 a social commentator? He's a stand up comedian yeah. first. Yeah. First, first and he, I mean, he wasn't, back then, you know, there was comics from that era that worked, like The Village, The Bitter End, The Bottom Line, The Village Gate, and all that, and he was, he fell into that category, and then you had the Catskill comics. Like yeah, the, the, Real yeah the Real Mountain guys. Yeah, the Real Mountain guys, the Freddie Roman, Dick Caprese, yeah. and all those older guys, right? And they never intertwined as much now as comics that, yeah. even like alternative and regular comics intertwined intertwined in different sure. gigs and stuff. Uh-oh. But it was, it was different. And and Lenny Bruce was was a lower, he was a village comic, a, you know, I, I guess before Dylan, right? He was probably before About Dylan. S- a
0: little before Dylan, but then yeah. into the same time. Yeah. But Cosby was down there then. Yeah. David Steinberg, Woody Allen, Joan Rivers. Pryor. Uh, Pryor, yeah, uh, who was, you know, almost doing a Bill Cosby act. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of great comics, but they used to work in and out of those
4: folk guys, which uh, I think is always kind of a cool format. Well, sort of. I it, it, it's it's the variety show, right? With 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 real talent. I mean, look at Ed yeah. Sullivan. I mean, how big was Ed Sullivan? You know, he took it to TV. The yeah. variety, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I remember when I first started comedy. Like I got to work the bitter end, and mm-hmm. I thought it was the biggest thing in my life. The bitter, the history, and the bitter end. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the Village Gate, which is now a fucking CVS. Uh, right. You know, Bette Mitler, Barbara Streisand, Joan Rivers, all of them were down in those clubs, and and Lenny Bruce was there. But Lenny Bruce was saying things that none of them were saying. With, yeah, you he know. was saying stuff that would people would probably say
0: after in the diner. Yeah. And, you know, he actually just took it up on stage. But to me, that was like one of the first dudes that trusted that his audience could get stuff. Uh, you know,
4: and, you know, and, and same with Mort Saul. And
3: oh know, yeah. yeah, you know, it's West Coast yeah. more.
4: But, uh,
3: but but he was, he, he was that's still...
4: now you know Mort Saul.
3: I'm sorry, I do not. That's kind of a yeah.
0: forgotten name, and he was really big.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: but he, he used to work with a newspaper under his arm.
4: You know, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. Like, you watched back then those Dean Martin roasts. Back, back yeah. then, they were probably the funniest things Yeah, ever. they were great. They were, you know, uh, now, I mean... you it's a whole on, like you'll listen to comedy like Lenny Bruce. you'll even listen to Bill Hicks now and go, eh, ah, that's okay. But you don't realize Bill Hicks was 20 years ahead of his time. Yeah, Bill, Bill Hicks, uh,
0: who was, oh, Ari Shafir was yeah. in the other day. People weren't even getting it. But Voss is right that... At the time, it seemed incredibly... I remember the first time I saw Sam. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Now, if you showed a kid Sam Kinison, 1986, they're going, yeah, "Yeah, and... Uh But no one was
4: doing the Jesus stuff. No one was, you know... On Saturday Night Live, he banged nails... Into his arms on right. SNL, which would have never happened back then. It was like, you know, when uh, Sh- Sherman Helmsley said honky on TV. Yeah, no one's ever seen. You know what I mean? Uh, but I worked with Hicks in Texas, in uh, in Lubbock, and I'm and I'm watching. I'm going, and this is. He's probably only doing it maybe five years at a time. Mm-hmm. I go. I can never be this funny as long as I live. He's as funny and brilliant as. I had the
0: kind of same thing. And I I was at a a point where I just started to really do well different places and then worked with him and went, oh, fuck, I kind of feel a little embarrassed right now. You know, even though my sets were probably going better than his, his shit to me was so much more thought out. It, It was certainly less trying to yeah.
4: please, you know, when you're young, yeah. you just want everyone to like you and shit. Well, two count like Stanhope, I think is the closest yeah. to something like that. I think from this era, I think Stanhope is just had a whole, especially his writing. Like when he read his blogs and his mm-hmm. stuff. But the other night, and I was never, I was never not against, and I was never for. But I, I was, we did a show with Janine Garofalo, mm-hmm. and I'm watching her. I'm going she's one of the best comics going she and and the reason is because she didn't care what the audience thought and and not saying you shouldn't care about your own but she was not only funny she she was fucking interesting and i'm watching and i'm going Man, that gives you motivation just to keep going. And me and Bonnie, like the audience was some laugh and someone. Me and Bonnie went back cracking up because not only is she intelligent, interesting, she's being silly on stage. Right. Fucking, she's talking about her, her hair being parted, and you know, and just I'm going. I don't care what you care about her political views this or that. As a comic, right. she is fucking good.
0: No, see, that's the thing that. You know about Rich because he kind of you know you're kind of thought of as conservative, but funny will trump anything to you. Yeah. Like I, I remember, there's been so many times, like even listen to Anthony and I'm like, well, I disagree with that, and yeah. I'm fucking cracking up. Yeah. I think it's really yeah. fucking funny. And those are the kind of guys that make you think, hey, am I too locked into yeah. what I think is right? And then, you never, I think, want to put your heels in any belief system. I don't know? think
4: I, I see. I'm I, I come off. I think I'm more moderate. Than and conservative politically I you know, gay marriage yes uh, abortion none of my business uh, you know uh, welfare to yes moms that need it mm-hmm. okay my only problem with politics is I think and and I don't and I get and it's probably as much on the right I just don't see it me I'm not looking for it is the hypocrisy on the left that's what pisses me off right like during the Oscars, when, uh, I don't know her name, when she won Best Supporting Actress for 12 Years a Slave, yeah, the, she, they stood up and clapped like she really was a slave, right, <laughs> they were they were clapping like yeah. she she went to Harvard, okay, yeah. acting school, and we're and, doing the same thing yeah. with the
0: Michael Sam, like aren't yeah. we great? We're letting a gay play football, yeah, gays have played yeah. fucking football
4: yeah. before you idiots, I, they yeah. just have never said they were yeah. gay. I said that to my wife, you don't think coaches knew their players were gay yeah. they just didn't they they didn't Commercializing, right. sen- uh, sens- insati- whatever the word is, sensationalizing, sensationalize. It. Sensationalize it. Okay, so some guy kisses his boyfriend after mm-hmm. he's drafted. Okay, but you know how many people kiss after, they, and they're making a, you know what they're what they're doing is they're trying to get a reaction, but when they get the reaction from the people they don't want to hear, then they're going to try to destroy those people for their reaction. Right. So they want a reaction, but only the reaction. That they agree with. Does that you see no, what I'm I, saying? No, I get it a hundred percent. You know, they want everybody to feel you know these things that
0: like maybe a guy like you, particularly growing up here, you just let people be. You yeah. know what I mean? Which yeah. is
4: way better than being supportive. You know yeah. what I mean? It, just fuck it. You are, live and let live. You yeah. are what you are. I mean, I remember I was a young kid, and uh, I was with my father he lived in New York, and and I saw two gay guys kissing and I go you know and he, you know, he told me yeah. I, so I mean so of course I wanted to try it and then, sure. you know <laughs> it's worked out for you know, know. it's worked out for you and Bonnie she gets extra <laughs> boyfriends yeah. <laughs> so yeah but but you know what it is just it's you're trying to get a story yeah and you're trying to get you really want the people that are against it to come out so you could have another story and another story yeah. To follow up on, right, and it's it's just ridiculous. And when they're an interracial couple, right? Yeah, that's what right. people should be mad at. Right, that's the that's the angry. Point. <laughs> that's, that's how far part we that come. me.
0: That's the, <laughs> okay. that's my thing. I'm further <laughs> that, along. Okay, yeah, it's not that they're gay. They're, they're yeah, race traders. the thing. <laughs> there's a lot of other black gays he could be dating. Yeah, I know, but
4: that's not good enough for him because he yeah. wants his dick to look bigger. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that. <laughs> uh you know, so, you know, if you're going to be mad, be mad at the right thing. But I, I guess I, I, I'm moderate. You know, I, I just, I agree and disagree with everybody. They're just, they all sicken me. It's either, you know, I don't like Walmart better than Target. For yeah. some things I do, some I don't. Some I go to Target, some I go to Walmart.
0: Last Comic Standing's uh, coming back this year. Are you going to be watching? or Oh, of
4: course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think hopefully it'll rejuvenate a little heat with me from the original season. And you know I uh I like Wanda and, and JB I love who's yeah, the he's host great. you know he worked on Chris's movie also just the, the greatest guy yeah I knew him when he started you know we all started in those I mean I was already doing comedy yeah. on the blacks and he was the nice he's hands down one of the nicest guys so yeah of course we're gonna watch it I mean we're gonna sit in bed Bonnie and I watching just going ugh ugh the right. whole night ugh. yeah you know Uh and hopefully this is. This is what's different about comedy. Like, and this is why Simon Cowell was great. He was honest. And he would tell you what you did, why you were not going to make it, or why you can make it. Or yeah. He knew the music. Okay, so Roseanne, Keenan, and Russell, who are the judges, hopefully they'll tell the truth. Right. Because when I watch it, when Geraldo. Andy Kindler and Natasha were judges. Mm-hmm. They never said anything bad. They never said, "Hey, that's hack" or "That's this." It was always, you know what I mean. And and it's tough to be in that position. It's not going to be tough for Keenan Roseanne because they're at another level. They've already got theirs. They're, yeah, yeah, they're at an, see Andy Geraldo and Natasha are were still in the circle with mm-hmm. those comics, so it's really hard for you to say to a comic that you're going to work with maybe in two weeks, hey, that stinks and that's hack. Yeah. So they couldn't be honest. So hopefully this year... They could be honest. Well,
5: go,
0: what
4: I think is funny
0: about it is I think Roseanne has almost ignored comedy for twenty years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once she became such a huge star with that sitcom, I don't think she ever walked into another club again. So this will be interesting to see yeah. her point of
4: view. And she is kind of a blunt person. Yeah, you know. Well, I know Keenan's been on tour. Yeah, you know, and Russell's been on tour forever. Yeah, uh, you're right, Rosanne. It's weird. A lot of comics they don't get to go back and say. I mean, Seinfeld. He didn't get to go back on stage, really, until after his sitcom. Yeah. I guess it's it it got consuming so much of their life. And yeah. also, it's too... Like, Murphy can't go on stage... Because here's, here's what I think. If Murphy went on stage, he would have to work out new stuff to get it good. And it's too hard to do. And it's too hard to do. Well, it's not that. People are going to film him right. working out stuff, and it's not going to be complete yet. And, and it's going to be all over YouTube. Look at Murphy bombing. Mm-hmm. But he's not bombing. He's, he's working coming it up. out. Yeah. He's working it out. So where does a guy like Eddie Murphy go to work out new material? You know what I mean? He's yeah, today. it doesn't happen anymore. You know? Uh, all right. Thanks so
0: much for being in thanks. here, dude. You're I always fucking it. great thanks. to stop by. Uh, Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane My Wife Hates Me podcast next live show, Tuesday, May 20th at the Village Underground. These are really special, fun shows. The uh, the wonderful Jim Norton will be there to yes. help as the celebrity uh, guest marriage counselor. And then Voss and Bonnie are at the Arlington Cinema Draft House this Friday and Saturday. ArlingtonCinemaDrafthouse.com Thanks so Thanks much for stopping by, me. buddy. This is great. And I'll see you next time. Cool.
1: That was great. Ladies and gentlemen, would like to introduce Ron and Faz On Raw Dogs.
5: Channel 99.
2: Hey, buddies, it's Ron Fez here. Recently, we've had some of the best names in comedy stop by for some impolite conversation. Like Adam Carolla. There is no such thing as any tequila bottle, or, you know, malt liquor, anything that
6: says you will get jacked up if you consume this product. Right. They will not allow you
7: to say what the product does to you. It should be illegal not to say <laughs> you can't <laughs> get drunk. Yeah. Fucking hairspray <laughs> says it's flammable.
2: Seth Rogen. Yeah. You have, like, fear of
7: missing
6: out as the... The kids say, like, you don't want to not go to a party and then hear something right. like, "Oh, that was the
7: party where like Franco shit in someone's face and everyone watched like <laughs> that, like that." I would hate to miss that.
0: And David Tell.
7: San Francisco is so expensive now that like you might as
1: well live in a rice and roni Am I overplaying it? But I mean, really, it really is that. You might as well
5: shrink yourself. Ron and Fez On Raw Dog. Dog. Raw dogs.
6: Make yourself...
0: 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Six, six, There's a lounge here, and it's a Barker Lounge. And that can only mean one thing. Jerry Barker in the house.
7: Hey, buddy. It's great to be here.
0: You made filtered excellence this week because Plimpton is finally getting the big mass release as an American master.
7: Amen. Love it. So excited. Tomorrow night, PBS, 9 o'clock here in New York. Check your local listings, because it's all various times throughout the country. But a national TV debut. We're very, very excited. Well,
0: this is the... You and I go back many, many years over this yep. project. Yeah. When you guys... uh contacted me and said would you be interested in promoting um something we're doing on george plimpton and i'm like george plimpton is one of my all-time heroes mm-hmm. you guys have put together something fucking really nice to be able to go out and show the world his legacy
7: yeah and, and what a life he lived just absolutely amazing gave himself over to his craft in, in all his and stayed funny and, and crazy
0: mm-hmm. and lunatic and then could you know Right. But yeah. I've heard so many even, you know, bizarre stories about Plimpton personal life shit Yeah, that, you know, when you were a kid and you would see him or whatever, he seemed very buttoned up, mm-hmm. very literary, very academic. But then he had a wild life.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And it was one of the things when I first got involved in the project, I was thinking, this guy—he's a Harvard guy. He is buttoned up. Yeah. He's an aristocrat. Well, how do, how can I relate to this? But then, when you when you talked about his writing, when you read his work, it's incredible. There is the everyman in there, and the yeah. fact that he failed at everything he did—in goal for the Boston Bruins, quarterback for the Detroit Lions—you know, boxing Archie Moore—that those were all failures. But then there was this socialite aspect to him. I mean, he was a he was a, a
5: he happening was every, dude. Yeah,
0: he was everybody about town, That's when Elaine's was at its best. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, by the way, he threw parties at his house that are still legendary to this day. But the every man, like, I'm going to go in... It's hard for people to understand that sports wasn't as big as it is today, that you Mm -hmm. could walk up to stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, That you could probably have said uh, to, you know, Koufax... Five hundred bucks says you can't strike me out, and got for five hundred dollars, <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. I'm sure you could have said, "Here's five hundred bucks. There's no way Wilt can fucking dunk on me," and they yeah. would put you out against them, yeah. because those guys didn't have masses amount of money and people surrounding them. They were, you know. Sports stars were almost every man in their own way.
7: Yeah, and they had jobs in the off-season. I mean, when Clinton started this, they had jobs in the off-season. He grows used to
0: have a job in the off-season during the 60s. Yeah, They sold cars. Um, Johnny Callison I met at at spring training, who was kind of Philadelphia's Mickey Mantle. He was a poor man's Mickey Mantle. And he bartended uh, (laughs) his whole career. His entire career, you would see the guy play... And then you would say, uh, "Look, my drink isn't fucking ready, dude. You know, yeah, yeah. I know you went fucking three for four. I you want know, double. But yeah, but you fucking pour like a goddamn <laughs> yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it It's stunning for us to yeah. figure that out. And now we're in this weird position where Michael Sam is, in terms of fame, a star already mm-hmm. before he's even gone out there.
7: Yeah." He yeah. just
0: got a reality show.
7: Yeah, yeah, which is interesting to see people's reaction to that. And I know they're kind of painting his own words against him because he said, I just want to be known as a football right. player. But at the same time, I kind of think in, this current, in the current media world we're in, if Jackie Robinson had broken the color barrier in a world of YouTube and Twitter, we'd want it documented, right? I mean, we would. We'd be silly not to. It's an
0: interesting thing. I I would have if I was managing him. I probably I guess the point of managing people now is to make as much money. But Mm -hmm. if I cared about him, certainly if I cared about the cause that he's trying to promote, I would say don't do a reality show. Mm -hmm. You are he's now to me looking like a marketing guy rather than a gay guy breaking through and wanting to be a football player.
7: Well, I I think it. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be this champion for it. I think that's obviously what this this statement is. Because he's not gonna hold back. Because
0: he. Well, look, can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. You're a champion by playing. You don't have to do anything else. And that's what takes us back to Koufax. Koufax was the kind of the king of Jewish kids everywhere mm-hmm. back in the '60s. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look at Sonny Koufax. We're He didn't have to. Put anything on, wear anything, say the Jews are good people, <laughs> just by doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And being cool, it carried more weight, in my opinion.
7: Well, I I agree with you, and I you think don't what, have to. You can. Have well, your own no, opinion. but I think what Sam is up against, yeah. is if Michael Sam didn't do a reality show, well. Would it? Wouldn't somebody else be doing some sort of reality docu series on him, whether with his full involvement or not? Would it be NFL Films? I mean, because NFL Films, I think you'd be silly not to document this with the level of we have video footage. Of all kinds of things. And we document everything in video. Somebody else was going to document it.
0: Why does it got to come out different? Let's see how he plays before you go documenting things.
7: I think it makes it more challenging for him. Absolutely. I think
0: it's it's a bad idea. I think all his focus should be in trying to make it as a football player. But let me tell you something else. This is how fucking crazy we are in the United States of America. The Christian Coalition came out and said... Look at the difference in the way the tre- the media treated Michael Sam than the way he- they treated Tim Tebow. Michael Sam, let's all accept him for his choices. Tim Tebow, isn't he a weird Christian virgin freak? But um, <laughs> here's my thing to the Christian Coalition. What about the double standard that you have with Tim Tebow who couldn't play... Mm-hmm. And Adrian Peterson, who can play, who's at least as fucking religious as Tim Tebow, and you don't give a shit... Mm-hmm. because he's black we're still in that thing you the, the, these people are going tim tebow is something for christian kids to look up to you can't fucking throw a rock into a goddamn locker room without hitting a black guy reading a bible and and giving all <laughs> praise to god it drives you crazy and yet they are completely ignored by the christian coalition
7: well i you know i think your point of tebow was a poster boy for this for you know he played he quarterback play. but he couldn't play he had the position of quarterback, but couldn't play. I, I think that's just people... There's so many people that grab onto things to get attention. I mean, I think that's what you're seeing. I told is,
0: you who was going to be the first of that, those young quarterbacks to get a fucking ring. He laughed in my face. <laughs> I told you, Seattle, you said they're a college coach and they're going to be exposed. He laughed in your face. And yet, you're seen as the great sports author, and I'm sitting around here on a goddamn raw dog? And you're telling me there's <laughs> some kind of fairness in the universe?
7: Didn't you refer to Russell Wilson's arm as
0: cotton candy at one it still point? Still is, but the fucking <laughs> but what are the feet? I told you he was going to get one. Yeah, I still don't think he's got a great arm.
7: But he's a champion, and he he's was. A champion. If you remember, he was pick, Whatever round he was picked in, the third round, he was there with his um, girlfriend, who became his wife, mm-hmm. and now they're getting divorced. Yeah, I don't play. Two him. years later, I don't play. Him. Now ring you get the now. What's a life?
0: <laughs> I saw a thing with him, and this I, I thought should be more controversial. He was getting his haircut in some commercial. Have you seen it? Yeah, uh by a white guy? When have you ever seen (laughs) a black guy not in a black fucking barbershop? I gotta sit around and run everything for everybody right now. I gotta become the marketing fucking
7: genius. For every sports star. Think his Q rating's going down now?
0: Uh, It did for me. (laughs) I go, what are you doing? I know you're in Seattle, but you got to go in a barbershop where it's very funny.
1: You turned his back on the hood. Is what Russell Wilson did. (laughs)
0: Because I can't remember what comic said to me. It was a black comic. He's like, you know how in a barbershop where everything goes down? I go, nope. Not the white people. We're not in there when we don't need a haircut. We're not laughing and being loud and fighting about politics. We go in and get our haircut while we read a magazine and then we leave. German. It's not some big social
7: gathering spot. It's not a cigar bar to us. My buddy, has his, he brings his two kids in with him. White buddy? African-American. Okay. All right. Because uh, I
0: know you were going out of your way. The point that you didn't want to say, I have a black friend, but I was getting the gist. I know where it was coming yeah. from.
7: No, we actually were just talking about this because I have to like break up with my barber, but it's a totally different scene. He goes in with his two kids and... They go around to every barber, they do some sort of handshake. They have an right. individualized handshake with every barber, fist bump something, and, you know, and that's how the kids go in there and then they hang out and get their hair cut, but they know everybody, everybody knows everybody by name, and that's yeah. it. I've been going to my guy for three years, and uh, one, he doesn't know I'm a writer because every time I go in there during the day, he's like, Oh, you're off today? You don't yeah. have to work? I'm off. Yeah, okay.
0: And, never, uh, this fucking brain is never off, dude.
7: Yeah. It's
0: constantly <laughs>
7: churning. Okay? You're in my office. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't even know each other's names.
0: <laughs> I serve the common man! <laughs>
3: Um I went to a Hispanic barbershop You fucking racist last summer and last I, summer. I think I was like inadvertently trying to keep my head on like a swivel and they just told me to stop moving your head kid <laughs> they do that with all children You just have to sit on yeah. the little
7: board fidgety <laughs> that little board that they used to or put or the car were you yeah. in the car did you have the steering wheel uh
0: did you ever go to the uh, when you're talking about Hispanics the ones in in uh, Union Square where there's like eight hundred chairs, you ever been in that one, the, Chris? The
1: underground one. Yeah. Oh yeah, though no, it's right off of Eighth uh, Street.
0: They're the cheapest fucking place, but it is so large, and almost every barber is Hispanic, and it's fucking great.
1: Everyone in my high school would go, went to that barber yeah. shop. Like, get from home from Brooklyn, go to Manhattan, get, go there.
0: And there's always like <laughs> pictures of whoever, Biggie or somebody, on the wall. Yeah. I mean, there's just millions of pictures.
3: There was a giant flat screen playing a Chuck Norris movie, and in the back. They fixed uh, broken iPods and stuff like that. That's sweet. That's, That's destination. sweet. You
2: should give me that. The Chuck
3: Norris. <laughs> What's the most you paid? You didn't get that line, Fuzz.
0: Use the one that that they, that you're handed. <laughs> Which ones have you been handed so far? Uh there was one earlier. Let me see. Fuzz is getting lines handed to him today. I'm just not getting the not getting the grill out of it. I was hoping for. Um, so Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Filtered Excellence, Plimpton. What are you doing for the occasion? W- where are you watching it at?
7: I'm going to watch it at home. We're going to have some people over uh, and enjoy it uh, you know, with friends. And I'll probably be on Twitter uh, and stuff like that. N- nothing uh, super big for this, but uh, but we are excited. I
0: really thought you would have a cocktail party.
7: Okay, Kate, you know, know, you know I can't well. roll that way. I mean, but, know, but the thing, thing is, is oh,
0: you don't drink, do you?
7: I drink a little. I'm not yeah. anti-drinking.
0: You didn't start drinking until you went to college.
7: Yes, correct.
0: I never. I can't even imagine such yeah. a stuff. Mm-hmm. By the time I was 18, I was like, I got a problem. <laughs> you know, I got to start thinking about how I'm going to handle this. <laughs> um, but I noticed you didn't come in with any baked goods from your wife today. It's just like a new, weird thing with you. I mean, your original times in here, they were so nice and suburban and great. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you used to come in and you'd be like, be- pop uh, and everybody we have fun remember the cake pops Yeah, remember I think about them all the time delicious I was thinking I was walking in here today and I'm going
3: basketball pops <laughs> it all it all went downhill with the, like sugar free lemon squares that was the beginning of the end
7: were you around for sugar free lemon squares
3: I think I remember that
0: he's yeah, been no, around
7: I, for a while Yeah, he's been wow. around for I mean, a while they were, they were not great <laughs> I think I just really got this first. from
0: Tim
1: he wants us to smoke in here oh so, fuck yeah mm. <laughs> That's great thank you Tim Smoke them if you got them. Great. And one time, Jerry brought in some, some baked goods that made me have diarrhea. <laughs> Literally by the end of the show, I had to leave. Actually, before the end of the show ended, I had to run out here and go right scream into the bathroom.
3: Well, it was just you, so it was made <laughs> to be planned on his part. With That's, those lips, you could eat a wedding cake, Pop. <laughs> I'll tell you, the
0: thing is that uh, we're all friends, and so we don't have to go any further. You know what I mean, we're at the point now where we all know that we could trust each other,
1: you yes, know, I can't trust Jerry for baked goods anymore,
0: no, but we're you know we could just emboss bust balls, and no one's gonna get their feelings hurt, you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying, Chris yeah, I get it, like I could say stuff to you that's like funny, and you'll get it,
1: sure, yeah, yeah, I know it's great, <laughs> like Tim's thinking about cutting you okay. That's not funny at all. That's
0: I just thought we were at the fucking position where everything was great with
1: us. <laughs> no, that, that sounds like a fucking horrible... That sounds like bad news. Not even ball-busting.
0: Hmm. See, I lost it. What's your favorite part of the Plipton thing? Out of all the jobs that he did, what was the cool one for you?
7: Um. I mean, I think playing quarterback... You know, out of the job paper, yeah, paper, paper line. Yeah, the paper line. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a quarterback and and give a go at that? Being in the huddle, getting over center, looking at the defense, calling the play.
0: Who was the? Was that Greg Landry who was the full time quarterback, or was that even pre-Greg Landry? No, I think it was. I actually yeah.
7: think it was. But it's. Uh, but the thing is, he. I mean, we talked about he walked in there. The players didn't realize he was some writer, until he started practicing yeah, and didn't get it at all, because the coach was in on it, and they just thought he was a player. I mean, can you imagine that? No,
0: I cannot imagine it. I cannot imagine that you could... And even the fact of, you know, in training camp back in those days, this is how much the world has changed. They would take those guys upstate, no matter where you were. you went mm-hmm. upstate, and there wasn't really any, no fans went up, and they would be gone for like a month or yep. six weeks, and then they would come back, and everybody would say, let's take a look at the team now, let's see what they look like. <laughs> now, you're basically looking at 15,000, 20,000 people at practice.
5: Yeah, yeah. The and NFL you're doing autographs. so
0: gigantic. And... I know you're doing autographs when you don't even know if you're going to make the team.
7: (laughs) Yeah, there were 14 teams when Plimpton did this. What and now them? there's 60... thirty two. It was sixty three. And wow. then by sixty-eight is when he turned it into a book. It was sixty three he was entrenched with them. Then he wrote two part series for um Sports Illustrated. And you can actually read the two part series on the archives of SI dot com. But uh and then he turned it into a book. And the book just took off out of nowhere. And people didn't you know, his literary friends, some of them were saying, What are you doing in sports? And even his agent was like, I'm not sure. If, I mean, is this stuff really going to work for you? And, I mean, Paper Lion took off, and it, it, it raised his level, uh, his profile.
5: I to a an amazing a perfect kid's
0: book. I remember reading it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is exactly how I wish I could spend my life. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, because he pulled... One of the things Plimpton did is... You get the characters that he was involved with, the Alex is You know the, right. th- those guys come through so strong and the of
0: Alex Karras, mm-hmm. in a way.
7: Well, Alex Karris named one of his kids George after George Plimpton. I should have done that.
0: I should name Chris Stanley George. <laughs> Do you mind if I start calling
7: you George? That'd be kind of weird. I mean, but okay, sure. More like George. Lenny. Uh, that's John Steinbeck. That's a different writer, and I'm not sure that was nice. Nothing he says is nice. Yeah, Yeah.
0: he's an awful person. (laughs) Um, he's just a terrible guy.
7: Awful. But if I was thinking about this, if you could do one profession that wasn't yours, you know, what profession would you want to dip into for a little while? I don't know if there isn't
0: one that I wouldn't want to do. I love the idea of anything short term. Mm. You know what I mean? Like anything that I know that this isn't my life, uh, I'm fascinated with. Mm. It's only when it comes down to, wait, do I have to keep
7: doing this? Does it become work versus just this experiment? Uh, What about for you? I was thinking about this and, and outside the realm of sports, I think it might be cool I have like to romanticize like being a hedge fund manager and like having that kind of money, you know, fly to work in a helicopter.
0: All right, so what Just, you are you want to be a pimp. You don't really it isn't the work with the lottery. Yeah. I mean like there's a part of me that I, I think that I could and I'm not even kidding around with mm-hmm. this. I think that I could go into court and win a fucking case. I do. Um, Now, I don't know how I'm going to feel the pressure, but I feel like I could go in and defend or prosecute someone with no background whatsoever. (laughs) Just being able to do it on whatever comes up, I'm going to fucking deal with that. Now, I'm told by other fucking lawyers, no, you'd be hit with this and that, and you'd be in over your head, and I'm like, I'll bullshit my way through it. Uh, I would love to do that. I would love to try it. I also know... That I could be a surgeon. Um, Then they won't let me try. It's like 15 years of school. For them, I think I could pick up on it. I think I could get the feel for it.
1: What if you hit an artery? It'll be awful. The guy will bleed out. You know what? You want to be spending the rest of your
0: life fucking looking at the sand traps? That's up to you. I'm looking at the fucking holes. I'm looking at the greens. And the second, look, have you ever got before? No. First time you go, you, first time you got, did you not drop it on the fucking green so much that you're saying, this is an easy game? <laughs> then after that, you put it in a sand trap a couple of times and then you're like, oh shit, I hope it doesn't go in the woods, woods. I don't fucking think that way. I'm,
3: I'm going in that thing thinking I'm going to be able to operate and get it done. Chris thinks like, oh, you know, a lot of athletes need a uh, four years of, School. No, some come right out of college. Just start dominating. That's a big you.
1: difference between golf and a scalpel. I mean, it's someone's life. No one's going to die if the fucking ball. What was ball... your first job in radio?
0: Intern. Mine was co-hosting a morning show. I could fucking you know, I could have spent seven years jacking around. Instead, I'm here. This is funny. Let's start getting the fucking billboards up. I think this is working. <laughs> Shit. What are you waiting for? Your own fucking fears. I want you to watch Plimpton. I will. I want all you... You know what? I'm going to fucking do this with all you guys. If as you're being quiet over there, and you know you're supposed to be doing some lines, and, and you're not jumping in. And I heard a couple of times even with and you would just click on and just do the laugh, like, hey, I'm letting people know from the other room that I'm laughing along. This has got to be your big summer. I'm going to give you a couple of interviews that we've done before. I want you, The fact that we have the most brilliant people in the world come in here, and you get to live their life with them for a little while. you get to go, "Oh, I know what it is. I kind of get what it is to be a record producer, you know just by doing a little bit of research on it. I know what it is to be a fucking film director just by doing a little research here 's the one thing I want all you guys to go back and listen to Tito from tito 's vodka mm. making a vodka in his house in texas not making tequila like people would think but a vodka from texas to compete against the russians now what does he got to do to do that first of all you got to almost be a chemist to figure out how to make vodka because you don't you want to make it taste good and not kill people after that how do I market this now that I have it? How do I get it in bars? How do I get it on shelves? How do I get bartenders reaching for it? How do I get the people at home to think about it? That's the exciting thing. He, You know what he knew about A, running a company or B, making a vodka? Nothing when he started. He started by doing Every week I should give you guys assignments of new things I want you to try. Fez Watley, I've tried for years. Go to this play, read this book, listen to this album, check out this movie. Can't get him to do it. Have you seen the documentary yet?
2: No, I haven't. Not yet.
0: Not yet. Terry Barker comes in here all the time. You could have watched it. I'm going to make this. I'm going to fucking... Push you guys into a Tito summer this year. I got a bottle of Tito's upstairs right now underneath my desk. Drinking is not what I'm talking about, Chris. I know you can drink a bottle of vodka. I'm trying to say, can you step outside of your comfort zone? Yeah. Shelby just had his dad send him in a fucking Barney dinosaur yesterday.
7: That was cute. By
0: the way, his dad wrote to me after that he peed himself laughing at Shelby's discomfort. Uh, uh. Did you call your dad last night? I did
3: not. Ah.
0: You wouldn't even let him know that you enjoyed or didn't? Uh, yesterday he was on the phone with someone in the hall So I just came up and did the put the arm around them thing <laughs> And I'm like Who are you talking to Shelby a girl And I could feel him It was like you ever hold a chihuahua And you just feel
2: that
7: That thing that's just
0: going against your hand <laughs> right, Jerry Barkett, You know the Plimpton thing What would you say right now What would be something that would stretch Shelby And make him
7: Start his Tito's summer. Start his Tito's summer? Yeah. I th- I think maybe being a jockey. What about Put a jockey? Put him on a horse. You ever, yeah.
5: you ever
3: ridden a horse? I haven't, but my cousin was actually like a NCAA champion horse rider. Shelby's okay, not having to I don't need you to be, to be a,
0: a champion. I need you to climb up on that fucking horse and ride.
3: I have a little fear because when I was a little younger, she like gave lessons to like, you know supplement like her college and mm-hmm. there's like this giant horse and she told me like oh yeah don't go up behind that that'd kill you with one kick and I just <laughs> imagine all my bones just being there was shattered. a thing
0: on the <laughs> eyebang the other day where a horse reached out and just bit a guy on the fucking ear and I walk past those horses in Central Park and see the size of their teeth all the time and I'm always ready to uppercut anytime I go by them cause it looks like they could just bite you in the face if they wanted to alright
7: I what think that's boxes? a real breakthrough waiting to happen there.
0: yeah but, I right, right. watch this okay. guy. He's not paying attention to the fucking cones. He's an idiot. The guy... Right t- look,
1: <laughs> just <laughs> a bite on the ear. <laughs> fucking clipped him.
0: Um,
7: it's a pissed off horse. Or hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think there's a real breakthrough for Shelby. The summer of one's discomfort. I like it. I yeah. like it. I like
0: well, it. Well, you know what? But we're going to break through and become sick. Get a hold of Tito if you can. Maybe we can even have him on to talk again one day. It's a lot of people's favorite interview mm-hmm. that I ever did because regular guy does extraordinary things through just doing it. Uh, the guy who started Hooters. I used to be friends with him. He didn't know anything about a restaurant when he started to know jack shit about it. Ended up almost changing the landscape of things. All right, let's look at Chris Stanley right now. Hmm. I know my initial thing for you, Chris. What's that? I'm thinking a
7: shower and maybe pick
1: <laughs> <took> one
0: yesterday. <laughs> do we get to vote on it? Because I remember how greasy your hair was. Oh, natural yeah.
7: oils. Natural oils. Those are natural. It's not like I'm fucking pouring. I'm
0: going to tell you where I'm leaning towards Chris Stanley. What's and that? by the way, we're not going to have you guys do this immediately, but we are. I'd like to see Chris do something in the arts for himself. Mm. You know, because it's so out of character. <laughs> Perhaps write a poem or read a poem and come back and explain Now, why does that
3: mean? You'd, you'd rather <laughs> yeah. ride a horse, right? Absol- yeah, sounds fun. <laughs> but what is it that scares you about poetry? Uh, it's just like you're really... Because, po- like, sure, that's something like you could write a poem. It could just seem like sort of like a song that... Oh man, this seems great, and just come out, and people—it's just totally opposite. See, this
0: goes back to what I'm saying. What's he say? The sand traps. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing he—no, no one thinks of themselves. you know, here's a great thing about playing on a short course. It could always be a hole in one every fucking time. You could have that one experience. Instead, he sees sand traps. What do you like to see Chris do in the arts, or
2: something that's a little above his?
0: dirty boy country, comfort zone
2: stop shampooing with Wesson oil what are these things for what happens here
0: What is that supposed to mean
3: I was just to really emphasize that great joke I'm lost I'm lost with them. so wait am
7: I not writing a poem well I, I was I, I think the poetry and what about a painting too. A painting would be interesting for painting?
0: him. Yeah. When's the last time you've been to a museum, Chris?
1: Years. I I, I couldn't. I went uh, Two years ago.
0: Do you realize you're two minutes away from MoMA <laughs> here walking. Walking. And Fridays it's free. And people come from all... Oh, you didn't know that. The
3: museums <laughs> in fucking New York are free on
0: Fridays. Now I want to around. say this. Yeah. People plan their entire vacation to do that thing that you could you walk by every day.
1: I take it for granted.
0: No, you don't take it for granted. You don't take it at all. <laughs> for gra- people who take things for granted at least at one time had some appreciation. It doesn't dawn on you. You know what fucking painting is in there? Which one? Starry Night. Oh, Van Gogh's shit. Starry Night.
1: It's pretty impressive. See, I went to, the last time I went to MoMA was when it was Long Island City, and that was fucking done uh, ten years ago.
0: This has nothing to do with what we're discussing. <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> yeah, no, I know. You museums. wanted to bring up a Long Island City because that takes you back to I'm a gritty street guy who grew up in Queens. I yeah, get it. It's
5: true. Some matitas is coming your way. All right,
3: I'm going to give assignments every week. Okay, I like, I like to see Chris maybe do some basket weaving. Start doing you know, out baskets. I get it.
0: You you want to you know move up in the world of comedy. I get it. Make fun you want to have some fun, but for once this is being fucking serious.
1: This from the heart, Shelby. Something you lack. Straight
0: Jeez. from the heart. Do you know I've brought into this studio with these morons <laughs> some of the greatest artists of all time: painters, writers, directors, mm-hmm. playwrights they never think to, they'll even say they went really good but it never occurs to them that they could go out and experience some of these things Fez Watley is the perfect example and I mean all we've ever done is
1: The Advice
0: Show with Fez Watley and he's never once done anything Jerry Barker what do you think would be would help Fez in his Tito summer
7: I, I think something in the, the fashion design world. Maybe you get it sketching uh, his own line.
0: He's wearing the same
7: shirt <laughs> Well, I'm, for it's five my, months. I'm, I'm,
0: he can't think himself out of a bit. He likes pants. Stuff <laughs> happens around here that he tells us he has under control, and he doesn't at all. They ignore him completely.
3: he would be like Jack and The Shining writing the same thing over and over, except you just be flipping through a sketchbook the same shirt over and over. You,
0: that's basically like his <laughs> show prep. He basically writes, all work and no play makes Fez a dull boy.
7: So you're thinking something more along the lines of ballroom dancing? I don't know where to put Fez. I mean, really, right
0: now, the biggest thing that we could hope for was Fez is just getting him to switch condiments. I mean, if we could say to him, Fez, I want you to put relish on that, it would be a light year's jump. On the kind of chances he takes with his life. He lives in New York. He lives in the West Village and doesn't do anything. And yet, when we moved out of New York, all he ever says, I've got to get back to New York. i got to get back to New York. As soon as we came back here, he went, and bought, he went and got an apartment in the old building that he was in before. Instead of wanting to be a part of the city. Right now, I'm leaning towards maybe a relish on a hot dog instead of mustard with him. Never done that. All
7: right. Okay. Relish. Relish is tough. It's bold. It'll be... That would...
0: Seriously, that would be fucking bolder for Fez than if I had fucking Shelby go with Richard Branson into outer space. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... I guarantee you this. Shelby would bitch less than Fez did with his fucking relish. Um... All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Plimpton uh, is on American Masters, which is, this is seriously a ridiculous, crazy thing. Um, Starring George Plimpton himself, Uh, May 16th, 9 o'clock on PBS, and then check all your local listings. But these are, uh, this is crazy how long it... It takes a, a documentary like this to get done.
7: Yeah, six years this project started, six Man. years ago. And uh, and now it's got a, an opportunity to be seen by a national audience.
0: Well, what was happening is you were actually losing people that were in the documentary during the times of this. Yeah. And we even started, like, too bad you didn't think of this documentary five years before because mm-hmm. we yeah. lost people. Yeah. It's a generation yeah. of those guys, those Kennedy-era guys that, Men, you know what I yeah. mean, was a yeah. big part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became a big... um See, George Plimpton is just like what we're talking about with our Tito's summer. George Plimpton was, a, was always a guy that if I heard him drop somebody's name, I'd mm-hmm. go look that person up. Yep. So that's how I found out who Terry Southern is, who mm-hmm. I consider one of the great fucking writers of all time. Plimpton got him in the Paris Review. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jim Carroll, the first time anything that he had done was in the... Paris Basketball
7: Review. Diaries, uh, yep. you know, its earlier form was in the Paris Review.
0: Kerouac, mm-hmm. before anything else, I yep. think.
7: Juno Diaz, Philip Roth.
0: Was Capote as well?
7: Uh, he was in there, but I don't it wasn't the was one it? that launched him. But yeah. Philip Roth, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and this is in the documentary, His there was a slush pile of entries. And, you know, Rose Styron pulled it out of there and said, oh, yeah, we should publish this. Philip Roth <laughs> wow. yeah, it's, and that's the thing about Plimpton that's amazing is how many different aspects of American life he touched yeah. the literary scene, the sporting scene and then there's stuff with the Kennedys in there that you get to um, it's incredible All
0: right, going back to your initial thing, anything that you could try I definitely would love I have this really great idea for either a small restaurant or a food truck that I know I could kill with I don't know whether I could do it long term. Mm-hmm. Then the thought was, what if I start something like this and then attempt to sell it once I get it going? Mm. But running, like almost working as a short order cook, I think would be really fun to do for a while, as opposed to a chef like everybody wants to do.
7: I, I agree. It's actually, I think, not a food truck, but not even a restaurant, but like one of those counter places where you just come up to the counter, yeah, get your morning paper. It's right. kind of a hangout joint. you got a bunch of papers in there. If they still exist, maybe you give people tablets to borrow. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know but I think that would be the coolest thing. Because I remember going to the B&B at the corner uh, when I was a kid and yeah. you know, buying a paper for 15 cents and a pack of uh, football cards for 35 cents. And I think that would be... The coolest thing to have, you know, make sandwiches and right. short order grease stuff. But really good stuff that mm-hmm. people are like, I gotta take you
0: this place. is really fucking yeah. great. Because I got a couple places like that in the city that I fucking love. But there aren't as many as there used to be around. Mm. Chris, what
1: about for you? Helicopter pilot. That would be badass. Doing what, though? What do the helicopter pilots do? Tours, mostly. But just to be able to fly a helicopter. Where would you, would you take be. them? Maybe around the city, they don't do that anymore. They don't. You
0: you're in a glass building that overlooks the rivers. When's the last time you saw the helicopter tour go
1: by? See, I see helicopters in the sky, but those must be news helicopters. See, I'm thinking those are tour helicopters. <laughs> if they don't do them anymore, I could have sworn
7: they still do them.
0: Well, I don't think they do them at all anymore. You could helicopters noise right?
7: reasons. When I'm a hedge fund guy. <laughs> Take me out to the Hamptons or something. you know anything about hedge funds? Absolutely
5: nothing. Hedge, That's why it'd be rich. great. i be, be like, rich. give me your yeah. money.
1: Oh,
7: we lost a little. little. It's
1: evil being a hedge fund fucking manager. More likely than not.
0: Do you know how many galleries that are around here that you can go in and just see Basquiat pieces, Julian Schnabel's pieces?
1: So I feel going into a gallery like they expect you to buy something so I feel, always feel uncomfortable going there's, to a gallery these,
0: they expected to buy these things are like 50 million dollars I know no it's just the opposite they need they need foot traffic that's why they put it in a gallery they want to know that things are hot with the general public and then that send, sends the price up the people who put on the Basquiat thing are going look how many people are interested in Basquiat no. then that'll send the prices up there's all kinds of galleries in the city and they understand people like you. That's like saying, oh, I'm afraid to go to a football game in case they expect me to play. <laughs> you fucking dope. Shelby. Horse boy. What about for you?
3: I'd like to open a half bar, half car wash. So, like, while they're detailing your car and, like, getting it all clean, you can go have a couple of drinks for yourself. And go get Cops a You, you have to be <laughs> parked outside. You
0: always know it's a bad idea when it's that hack. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, someone always has an idea for something that's almost, like, clownish.
1: And those things will never work out. I've always heard not that, but the half bar, half laundromat. This, yeah, dude, it's gonna fucking make a mint. Yeah, <laughs> don't you hate doing laundry? right? Just get a couple you, drinks in here.
0: Why you just have a good bar? <laughs> you know how fucking tough it is to get a liquor license
1: alone. Do you know that's fucking now impossible or, or near impossible to get a liquor license past two a.m. now in New York City? That four a.m. it just doesn't happen anymore. Like if you open. So a everything
0: book- is grandfathered in.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. But you can buy that person's license.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, if you just open a bar, like in New York City, it's, you're, you're closing at 2 a.m. The community boards won't let you open it past four.
0: Well, you know, Chris, here's the fucking thing it's Manhattan, right? Yeah. People are paying five, seven million dollars for their fucking thing. They're not happy with a bunch of bridge and tunnel idiots shitting and pissing and drinking outside. You're going to have to go to the other boroughs to do your fucking stagger bum fucking thing
1: <laughs> it's weird though it's a four, it's five, last call should be whatever, 3.50 whatever it is 4am
0: again you're saying could you imagine going into Palm Beach or Beverly Hills and those people living next to a fucking bar that's open all night no regular people aren't living in Manhattan anymore hedge fund fucking people are
1: uh, people like fucking Jerry Barker
0: Yeah. so they <laughs> My, don't want to fucking see you them fucking dragon ass around there.
7: Yeah, and then go take them in their helicopter somewhere. He ain't gonna drive a fucking helicopter.
0: <laughs> this motherfucker
3: doesn't have a driver's license. No.
7: I just lose an arm from fucking going into the
3: thing. You don't reach don't up think- and start it like it's a lawnmower. I'm saying that yeah. I wouldn't
1: know what I was doing since I just started fucking learning how to do it.
0: I don't know. Most of your stuff... Like, you two guys just seem like you want... I don't know, fantasy stuff. At least with him, he's trying to learn something. Like, I could see. When you want to go out and just try a summer on a fishing boat.
1: Oh, when I watch, this, I watch Deadliest Catch, I think, shit, just do one season on the. X- I'm not movie. even talking to that big. I'm saying to do something off Jersey <laughs> oh, yeah. or Long Island.
0: <laughs> Deadliest Catch. <laughs> you know, Deadliest Catch has got to be like the fucking major leagues of those guys. Yeah. There's a lot of people that go out in the Atlantic Ocean in the summer. That could be done. Deadliest catch. Forget about it. That's way over your head.
1: Oh, they bring on some greenhorns, as they call it, who don't know shit about it, and they're just fucking, you know, can, chopping up chum.
0: Can I tell you chum. something? I already got yours. Yeah. Walter Mitty. That's who you are. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I like to... But wouldn't you like to at least try like a, a summer like just working in a firehouse, seeing what, what you could do? I know you don't cool. want to do it for a living, but it'd be fun to try uh Plimpton this weekend, he's a guy who sat around and thought about these kind of things and then went out and did it and then wrote about it. Um, you know the other thing that he, I believe, invented, but that kind of interviewing history type book mm-hmm. where, what's that called? It's got a name to it.
7: Oral History. An Oral Wouldn't History. Did Capote. anyone do that before him? Well, I don't know. I mean... I don't know that anyone. Meet me did halfway it. here, Jerry. Did anybody do it? Before? I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I couldn't. I wouldn't want someone to be like, "Well, uh, this why happened. do
0: you see so you saying the sand traps?" <laughs>
7: <laughs> but he certainly, in a way, perfected it. And if you look at the interviews which he did in the in the Paris Review, they were they took on a literary form, yeah, uh, and, and are often quoted. And, and I think you know they are such commonly quoted, like the especially the one with Hemingway. Uh, that George Plimpton did himself That he created this sort of literary Q&A interview And of course the book that people um, uh, About Capote um, That he did He did one, one yeah.
0: about 80 Edie yep.
7: too mm-hmm.
0: um, Now Chris I'm talking to a friend of mine Just texted me yeah. Is willing to take you helicoptering <laughs> Through the Arctic And catching fish out of the helicopter <laughs>
1: Sign me <laughs> up <laughs>
0: Is there an animal any of you guys would kill if you had the chance? Could, would you go out on that big hunt and sh- bag yourself either an elephant
3: or a I, tiger? I
5: could. I'd shoot
3: any. I have no regard for any life. Just take it down. Wow. Take a tiger down. So would you really? Sure. No, fuck that. Maybe I'll take you on the greatest hunt of all men.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll turn that like tiger head into like, some weird hoodie. It's
5: terrible.
0: In. Um, Dylan, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, I'm pretty excited. It's my first time on Ron and Fez show.
6: Um, so what? Anyway, I had an uh, idea for your lunch truck. It's called uh,
7: something different. And you just, whatever they fucking order, whatever you feel like making, whatever you're vibing, you just make that for them.
0: This is what we do with our contest winners here. Uh, What we do is they think they win a prize, and then we fuck it up for them and they don't get shit. Shelby, I'd like to take you out for one of those fucking things where you're, you're, uh, whatever that Mike movie is. So that you're you're dancing for chicks all summer.
7: Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and by chicks, I mean dudes. <laughs> I mean dancing. I mean literally blowing them and fucking them. <laughs> Dan Soder's coming in a little bit. Can you hang around at all today, Jerry, or do you got to get going?
7: No, nah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love to.
0: Because this is an exciting time for you. It is. Do you mind if I have another one of those little cakes that your wife made?
7: Oh, uh, she didn't make any this time. Not
0: so mm, When's the last time Fez surprised us with lunch? I oh, he, he surprised us today by not knowing any of the wiki news. He's always got a surprise for us. Just never the one that he wants.
1: <laughs> it's been a while since there's been a good surprise.
0: It's been a while. I don't like good surprises. <laughs> Why not? It's they good. make me feel too comfortable.
1: I guess his missing disc in his neck was a surprise. Not a good one, though. I
0: guess. And even that doesn't seem like it's a big deal anymore.
1: It has stopped his
0: anxiety, though. I, Cigars and Scotch, come on in here. Cigars and Scotch uh, wrote to me and said, I want to hand gags to Fez. Have you noticed <laughs> anything different today with Fez? I'm not hearing any of the big gags. No. You look great, by the way, buddy. You look like a million bucks. Have a seat for a second. Were you, uh, you're writing gags for, uh, Fez today, right? Yeah, here and there. Any of them got on? A couple. Which one? I don't recall. <laughs> Fez,
2: which ones got this. on? Um, let's see. There was one about Chris, uh, preferring the painting Slurry Night to Starry Night.
0: That's good. Mm hmm.
2: Uh, we've secretly switched Chris's sh- shampoo with Wesson Oil. Oh, from yesterday. <laughs> um, let's see. Shelby could um, eat a wedding cake pop. All right, these are
0: good. <laughs> these are good. All right, next hour I really want you to amp it up with him. Now. Okay. Um, and I already talked to Wiki about getting a meeting. Okay, with excellent. you. Very cool. Uh, he's he's a very funny man. Our own cigars and scotch. If I have to do cat scans for the next twenty five years, I'll shoot myself. You do cat scans now? <laughs> yeah. I think I feel a little fucking... <laughs> like a little brain tumorish. I'm thinking about just performing the operation on myself because I believe I can. I know if you can get me in the hospital just to do one operation. And I'm willing to do it for free. You just have to watch the first one. I don't even think I do. I've seen a lot of TV before and stuff. But here's what I honestly... Here's what I want. If I do it as perfectly, I say, a, I want a fucking contract, you know, to do these things mm-hmm. when I want... And I'd like to get paid for the one I did properly. I don't think that's asking too much. Do you have a lamp coat?
7: Huh? Do you have a lab coat?
0: No, but I got like a a nice long jacket that (laughs) if you want, I could probably spray paint white. That works. (laughs) Because I'm not going to buy anything until I know I got the gig.
7: I got two questions. What music and who's your your nursing team assisting you?
0: I know like this is kind of fun when you're on a car trip with your buddies. (laughs) You know like what's your fit? what song would you want to hear when you were dying? Well Steely Dan and bring the anesthesia cart this way. It's yeah, that's the thing. Well, I'm always gonna listen to Steely Dan. Uh Dan Soder's coming in next,
7: right, Chris? Yes he is. Jerry Bark
0: in. is hanging out with us. Watch his big show. Are you in this at all?
7: No. Just my name at the end in the credits. Mm.
0: The director's all excited about this?
7: they are they are excited I mean it, it is how many independent films never get this wide of a range of an audience and, and all of I mean, them do yeah. all,
0: every independent film ends up getting a huge fucking release <laughs> to, in the audience it's the easiest thing in the world <laughs> yeah, to do. It is. That, the that's the what we felt like in the world, for the about. past six years that we
7: were saying this is so easy but no it, they're just, tremendously excited and what a great platform and even on uh, you know PBS American Masters has been great to us it's a great so,
0: it's a great great uh, place uh, all right, let's break here. Listen for Fez getting very funny in the next hour. Run a Fez
7: show. It's brutal. <laughs> and now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ron and Fez on Raw Dog.
1: Serious XM comedy <laughs> hits Channel 9.
0: Yeah, buddies. It's the Ron and Fez show. Look who is here. It was the breakout star of Moon Tower.
6: Everybody was talking about your set down there, by the way. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's one of those things where I don't ever believe it. Mm-hmm. I think people are messing with me when they tell me good job. I,
0: I read on the entire it was
6: the industry buzz. Everyone's like, what, this
0: kid, He's popping.
6: Oh! He's popping. That was, uh, it, I have to give all my thanks to Hannibal Burris for letting me open for him in front of a theater full of great comedy fans. Yeah, I mean, That's always fun, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, uh, it was one of those things where after the show, you're like, all right, well, all the other shows can suck. Yeah. Because this one was, you know, a, a packed Paramount Theater. Well, last time I think we saw each other was at
0: that Voss and Bonnie thing, and then yeah. they're doing another one. You're replaced and I'm replaced.
6: Yeah, we're, we're replaceable. How yeah. messed up is that?
0: What they, they just said, and I go, you know, why aren't Soda and I coming back? And they said, I guess fell short is the best way to put it.
5: <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> I thought you killed right. and I I, I, I. I thought
6: you were phenomenal. Yeah. So this bullshit
5: that mean, Rich and Bonnie are yeah. replacing I
0: us. I mean, I'm signing shit for fucking two hours after you the show.
6: What? You know what we should do? Yeah. Let's go find another celebrity comedy couple. And do the same thing, but with them. Do we got another
3: one uh, out there? Who's
6: another comedy couple that we can...
3: Well, there's uh, Tom Segura, Christina Perri. I
6: love Segura. I would be honored
0: Perfect. to
3: open their show. All right, L-
0: let them know the good news. <laughs> yeah, full you let them package. Know. We got a full package. We've got an opening comic and a celebrity guest marriage counselor.
6: We'll fix it. Ron, I would go as far as to say is we are the David Lee Roth of that Van Halen. I like I like Mm. what you're saying there. And their new replacements, a simple Sammy Hagar. I even got a better idea now. Yeah.
0: Because it's you know this is the fucking nineties and there's changes happening all the time. (laughs) What I want to do it is with a gay couple. Oh, that's (laughs) progressive. Yeah. Mm.
6: Uh, Michael Sam is with a
0: little white guy,
6: which (laughs) oh, just a little uh, tiny piece of uh, mm, mm. no, uh, not a fan. uh, More in the biracial than the homosexuality. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, vibration bothers me. I draw the line somewhere, too. Yeah. But here's the
0: thing. I know Michael Sam is always fucking teasing him about dick size. I know he's just fucking laying his hog out right, and fucking wrapping it around that little white dick.
6: Do you think that's how they solve arguments? Yeah. He just slowly goes for a zipper? I think he just grabs he's his like, throat. He's like, I told you, <laughs> the sconces can't be. And he's like, hey. Yeah. I just assume he does his black eye voice. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey, man. That's a good black
0: guy voice. I got a little scared.
5: Yeah. 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 All right,
0: man. We were just uh, talking about the... The cupcake, which I believe was a marketing incident, by the way, that you know, oh, I'll, I'll make out with you why we eat a cupcake together. Um, is and that now, what they did? Yeah.
6: Oh, it was the cake. I thought was it cake or was he, it? He actual rubbed the cupcake?
0: cupcake in his face, uh, and then they start
6: to lick it off each other, I, nice uh, and slow. I'm not against. Here's the yeah, there it is. Yeah. Here's the thing. It now you're getting now you're going too over the top. Right. Now it's becoming wedding celebration. Yeah. He looks like a. He looks like if they um, casted a black dude to play Tiger Woods. Yeah, in a in a
7: bio, he's got the red shirt there, yeah, too, he's in got the black hat. He's, it's Sunday. To me, right it's now, Sunday the Masters. He looks
0: like Ray Lewis and the guy Ray Lewis killed.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Ray Lewis and his victim
0: yeah. kissing. Well, as soon as this was happening, I'm calling my dad on the phone. My dad's 87, so you know change comes slow to him. He watches Fox News 14 hours a day. Would that make his ears bleed? Yeah. Well, he was actually going. Their balls are touching. I think their balls are touching.
6: <laughs> I always like when like uh, when the people in the media take this clip and they're just so incensed by it. Yeah. are like. What the? It's not even that big of a deal, right?
2: I think the cupcakes only offensive to diabetics. Yeah, exactly.
0: Is that written for you? Yes, yeah. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a writer today, and I'm really only like to keep up for it.
6: Yeah, that's a pretty good. That's a fast writer. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's good. He's just churning that's stuff. Cigars up. cigars
0: and scotch. which is his two hobbies. But here's uh, the the beauty of this: we don't even know if this guy's going to play. We don't know if he's going uh, to make me. the team.
6: I, As a 49er fan, I watch the Rams play twice a year. Mm-hmm. They play the 49ers. He'll play. <laughs> <laughs> play. They, they do have, uh, actually, on the St. Louis Rams, uh, the son of professional wrestler Animal from the Road Warriors, who's shirt I'm wearing right now, sure. uh, James, Laurin- James Laurinaitis. Mm-hmm. He uh, plays linebacker for the for the St. Louis Rams. Now, he. Now, well, you're a sports guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you understand mm-hmm. sports. 49ers... Is the window closing? Is they got that Eagles we're, thing? Of we're clo- close, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're close, close to being the new Eagles. And that's yeah. a tough place I to be. I think make. this
6: is the last year where we make a push. When they almost fired the coach last yeah, year. Yeah, I I'm think like, there's too much. Almost, <laughs> they didn't almost fire him. That's the media getting bored mm-hmm. during uh, during the offseason and yeah. creating some bullshit that's not really there. Trent Baalke came out and said, we're working on his contract. The trade to the Browns was never a real thing. Now,
0: let me say, I say that you're nervous because <laughs> you're the media, but I, I also so want to say, this is another reason why I love Dan Stoller. And mm-hmm. yeah, I said it, one guy about another, because if Jerry would have said this to me, he would have he went like this, Ron, I understand what you're saying, and I like what you're saying, and I, I think in many ways you are right, <laughs> Where soda, soda, just cut
6: bullshit. Yeah, I, you know what it is, and I said this in a bar <laughs> one time to a lady while I was screaming at her because she was a Seahawks fan. Mm-hmm. Well, that's she, acceptable. But she said, uh, she said, "Do you have any ration in your brain? Do you have any rational thought?" And I said, "This is football. You leave the rationality and outside. When I'm cheering for my team, it's just blind, dumb loyalty." Well, sure. That's good. See, they did it again. Yeah, you did and it again. That's my thing. That's my thing. That's a great th- way to be. But he yes. has to do that but as a sports reporter because <laughs> yeah. now, because you got to understand, these guys can't be dicks because they have to get interviews with athletes, so yeah. they can't put the, they can't paint themselves. See,
0: I grew up a Philadelphia fan, so we expect the worst. I think Cleveland understands
6: where we come from. Cleveland, and- Cleveland's on such a different level of being ready to be disappointed. Yeah. They're almost like a, they're like a, a porn fetish that you didn't know existed. That's Holden how bad fence. it's been.
2: We talked to a Cleveland uh, Browns fan that is selling his fandom, his loyalty. Is that from cigars and scotch?
0: No, that's from <laughs> me. <May.
2: laughs> that, yeah. on yeah. eBay. So great,
0: He's and then you're us. you're back to doing that. Just go for the. Swing the fucking hammer. Just play the
2: Blind loyalty really works best in sports and politics. That's okay, good. There I, it like is. That. I liked it. Here's the late one. I wa- there won't be a son of Michael Sam. Oh, uh,
3: uh, I like that.
6: Great.
2: That's
3: a great joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, wordplay.
6: <laughs>
0: oh, you know, wordplay is, to me, uh, the perfect wit. You know what I mean? Yeah that's the perfect.
7: So you think Niners are done? I don't think they're done. I think there's a cracks in the front office, which is going to lead to done. bad things in the, didn't the organization. Why don't you say they're done? Let Dan know. I he's think in Dan's right. Season. They got a year to get it together, but after this night, I the court of QB though, I think Kaepernick is, is falling off. I think his offseason. No, forget
6: Trump. that the, the rapist stuff that he did. He didn't do anything. He kissed a girl. She got naked, went into his bed. He left knowing the situation was going to get bad. Yeah, and then she yeah. went and called the police and said she was Jesus and wouldn't leave the hotel. This is a crazy groupie. But did, did, I want the Niners to be the new bad guys of the NFL. But here's the thing. Fuck everybody.
0: I thought they always were. I thought Joe Montana no, was the fucking bad guy of the That soft white hair of Bill Walsh. <laughs> That grandpa look of George Seifert? Bill Walsh, uh, Bill Walsh and Seifert both looked like they were ready to, to just fly the Starship Enterprise out of uh, I know. They, they were like above it all.
6: I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It was the closest to male influence in my life I had growing up. Well,
0: Joe Montana, still. Grace of any, all time. And we say he's the greatest of all time because he won four games. Four and oh. That makes someone... The greatest of all time. So all the fighting that we ever do about stats, and th- if if let's say Joe Montana was drafted by Buccaneers, yeah. would we be saying he was the greatest of all time? <laughs> Probably not. No. And yet, that's what makes you the greatest of all time: timing. Being at the right place, the right
7: time. The, 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 uh, that draft, the Bucks had picked the first quarterback in the draft, the throwing Samoan. Yeah. Jack Thompson. That's right? true. <laughs> and that could have been Joe Montana. Second greatest
0: quarterback of all time.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only that, but uh, if you watch the 30 for 30 documentary, Elway to Marino, uh, they did a a small part where you realize when the Colts had Elway, they contacted Bill Walsh and the 49ers and discussed trading Elway for Montana. Greatest line in the history of sports, for me at least. Bill Walsh called him back ten minutes later and said, I'm not done winning Super Bowls with this guy. Oh, and then he went one, two more.
2: Now you got Kaepernick running the Georgie Porgy offense. Kiss the girls and make them cry. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh,
6: um, yeah,
2: they're a little weaker. All right. But here's
0: the thing, though. My favorite part of that 30 for 30 is that Marino cried before
6: he went out and talked to the press. He actually went upstairs, <laughs> threw up, and cried because he <laughs> was f- fucking picked so late. Oh, my God. Yeah, one bad season in Pittsburgh. And all of a sudden, he falls to the last pick of the first round. Now, for me, that's the best arm I've ever seen in my life. I think the greatest. I forgot who's, and you probably know who said it. But my favorite thing I've ever heard about who's the greatest quarterback of all time. Someone said, uh, "If I need a quarterback for a season, I take Marino. If I need a quarterback for a game, I take Elway. If I need a quarterback for the fourth quarter, I take Joe Montana." And I thought that was like the my favorite way of summing it up because it made Montana look the coolest. Thing.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> yet. Not cool at all
7: in real life. <laughs>
0: Don't no- say that. It's true. There's nothing- Oh, he's kind of a dork. Yeah.
7: Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know I can't speak against the Notre Dame guys. No, so I guess. I'm, like, I'm on but mute. I, I'm on mute now. I think,
0: I think it was Artie who came up with the football smart thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in the same way, I think he's football cool, but not a guy who, if he came in here, we would be like, oh, I want him to be cooler. Joe well, Namath, why, on the other time,
6: real cool. Well, Joe Namath is, is the cool. He was the yeah. Hendrix of the NFL. Yeah, he just did so much cool shit. Besides, die. you know, he didn't die, but uh, right. but it's uh Montana. The most disappointed I've been in Joe Montana was never a football game. It's when he took over broadcasting on NBC, He's and I was like, "Come on, Joe, yeah,
7: show a little life, buddy." So that's a the Skechers ads are oh, that's not, not worse. That's, than that's that. long gone. That's long. I was
6: the NBC was the first disappointment. <laughs> Actually, the Chiefs trade was the worst, and then NBC, then the Skechers ad.
0: But I think no matter what you're doing, if you can't get to sleep at night and you're sitting there thinking about being a quarterback before you fucking drift off, it's Montana. You'd mm-hmm. be stupid to be thinking of anyone else. What do I want to be, Brett Favre throwing the ball like an idiot? I'm a, I'm a Jeff
6: George guy. Right. <laughs> I just, I just want right. to be a journeyman with a strong arm. He does have a gun. He did have a gun. And oh,
7: he got lots of money. Yeah. Lots of money. Number they, one pick.
6: They kept bringing him back. He was like the share of the NFL. Yeah. He kept coming back on like...
7: play like, for the Raiders. Yeah, one night
6: only. <laughs> uh, but who would, I'm trying to think, if you could go best losing quarterback, who would you be? Uh, best losing oh, quarterback. Good... Do you go Jim Kelly? Do you go Bernie Kosar? I'm going to take it all the way back and
0: just only based on a picture, Y.A. Tittle. <laughs> Y.A. Tittle,
5: that's a, 49, that's
0: a 49er, too. That, well, he was a giant he in that picture. He was a picture. giant in the
7: picture. But yeah. that
0: thing that you're so beat down that you're being carried out. You know what I mean? Like Spider Rico. Just, yeah. <laughs> you got your Because I think you want to really go down hard. I couldn't be Jim Kelly. And
6: oh, that's uh, got to be too heartbreaking.
0: It's too heartbreaking. There's what about Kozar? But here's, this is the thing that bothered me about Jim Kelly. I saw him after one of the losses. He came to a gig that I was doing mm-hmm. in Florida. Where we were doing a big thing on the beach, and he looked fine, and he was partying, and he was meeting chicks. And it made a lot of us, like, a little pissed off because you're like, doesn't this hurt enough for you?
6: You know what, though? Uh, Elway got that flack in Denver after mm-hmm. losing four Super Bowls, and uh, when they went through the whole Wade Phillips era, I remember being a kid in Denver, and all the complaints were that Elway, like, if they saw him out having dinner, they were like, how are right. you having dinner? You've yeah. lost three Super Bowls. And he was like, I don't know, I'm a normal person. Yeah.
7: I love Jim Kelly. I love the. I, I, I think he deserves more, because the Bills franchise, they... Blue. They were the Browns. They were the current-day yeah, Browns he many before great players he showed up. But he showed up, and I remember him in the Meadowlands and get the punch lands Yeah, I, you. I love it. I, Do you love, know how many times I love it. it? You bring I, up I'm the sorry. I'm someone. sorry. Well, thank you for stopping me. No, I'll stop <laughs> but I fucking love it. I just love that fiery aspect. I don't think there's a quarterback right, you that you right turned now? around a franchise more if, than him. Any day you want... I'll have Klecko fight him.
0: And oh, it'll be, be over phenomenal. fucking fast.
6: Klecko fighting
0: Kelly. Joe Klecko is from the Highland Gardens in Chester, PA. He'll fucking fight anybody anytime.
6: <laughs>
7: Any fucking
6: time. That's what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about PA quarterbacks, though. You yeah. got Marino. You got Montana. You got Kelly. Boy, these Kelly, are all... Uh, t- no, no he's the from... Uh, no,
7: Kelly's from... Yeah, from, from PA. 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 Yeah. Western. 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 They're all PA. Western PA. It's yeah. all that. It's yeah. a bunch of Western it's PA guys. It's that coal miner grit.
0: It's it's like being from Ohio, but you can read. That's
5: the fucking thing.
0: All right, um, man.
6: The losing quarterback
0: Gra- thing is awful. Losing quarterback,
6: it's an awful thing to even think about. Yeah, but it's fun to go into because I could even you could even go McNabb. Oh, <laughs> but I mean those all that Campbell. I'd soup kill money. myself if I was McNabb. Would you? Yeah, I think you know. I, I don't know, man. I think size I think Boomer.
7: Boomer's pretty, you get your he's up there. You
6: get your heart broken twice. And he should have won that fucking game. No one ever brings that up. The 88? Yeah, yeah.
0: He should
7: have yeah.
6: won that game. 88 was a, uh, that was a big year. Go <laughs> Niners. <laughs> I think Boomer might be the thing. Might be Boomer. You think yeah. Boomer's the top? Yeah. I think, uh, I see, I think Jim Kelly. Ugh. Wow. Four in a row. You're talking four straight years of having your heart broke at the last game of the season and also by Troy Aikman twice <laughs> you gotta hate that oh, I, would, I wouldn't
0: I don't want to be able to say it here's why I don't want to be
6: oh okay yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, don't want yeah. to say it but yeah, yeah. it's too it's sad too it's
0: yeah. yeah. sad sides. so the dance is piling oh, on He's yeah piling on yeah. oh god I think they'll, the stats he'll win this one though he'll win this one <laughs>
7: Uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh, fuck, Ron! You're one of my favorites. You know <laughs> Just gives uh, a shit like that. You're one of my favorites. <laughs> Neil, Neil, O'Donnell, a, Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell.
6: Neil O'Donnell. You're talking call. Larry Brown pick six. <laughs> <laughs> Snap that man's heart. <laughs> yes. But I don't think Neil. I mean Neil O'Donnell in my mind is the same class as like Jake DeLome where it's heartbreaking. But I mean, you're right. Neil O'Donnell did throw that pick six
7: to Larry Brown to end it, and blame the receiver. I forgot he did that. Yeah, (laughs) he ran the wrong route. (laughs)
0: You know what? Here's a. uh, I was doing an unmask one time. We're talking about Marino, and I saw Marino come through the lobby here. He was doing something, and he went over to the steps and looked up at him. And I didn't take the steps, went over and talked the elevator. You know, and I just saw him shuffling. I'm like, why can't my body be like that? Why couldn't I be so, have destroyed myself through sports that I can't walk up steps to takes every fucking day, <laughs>
6: even after eight heart attacks. Yeah, you're right. That's it, like the destruction you, that he took. You
0: know, you would love to have that kind of limp.
6: You oh, know? that's such, I remember yeah. being a little kid and thinking that limp was like that yeah. old athlete. Yeah. It's, it's also great. a war vet. That's all like a war vet yeah. athlete limp. Old bar, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I remember I did a, we had like our Little League version of football. We were at, and Chuck McDerrick, who was an old Philadelphia Eagle, came. He was a guy that hit Frank so fucking hard that he put him in a coma. Frank Yeah, yeah they for, thought
7: they killed Frank Gifford. Yeah. Don't, they
0: have, don't they, they have an award for him in college football because of how... The yeah,
7: Bednaric, yeah. yeah. the
6: Bednaric
0: award. He came out and spoke to us, and all of our dads were like thrilled, and we didn't know what the fuck we were looking at. And all he did is just showed us how his fingers were broken. He would just take <laughs> different
6: things. see what
5: happens when you play the game. And you give it
6: everything, and we're like eight. But that's like, a
5: total yeah. different
6: NFL. That's guys yeah. selling cars in the off season yeah. and like having beers with fans after the games. Like, yeah. ah, it's like that's like you know the whole Plimpton Paper Lions thing. Yep. Like those guys yeah. were professional wrestlers, right, in their off season. The
0: uh, the 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 bad boys the flyers when they were you know the broad street bullies, they would tell people here's the bars we're going to in jersey after the game oh, that's awesome and so people could show up and buy them drinks yeah. you know mm-hmm. what i mean like they were like we're going to get there make sure we got plenty of people to buy us beers that accessibility yeah. to
6: athletes was you know that was such i think a great time for sports because i mm-hmm. think in a lot of ways that cemented the reason why athletes get so much money now yeah. was cuz back then they were like i love this guy i drank beers with him my parents used to go out they were friends with a uh, offensive linemen from the Vikings that my dad grew up with in Oakland. And whenever they'd come back and play the Niners, my parents would just go out drinking with like mm-hmm. Fran Tarkington and like all these Vikings. Fran wasn't around. It was it was mm-hmm. other guys, but like the whole line. They'd go drinking with the O-line in San Francisco. That never happens. No. One of my best friends I grew up with is the receivers coach for the Cleveland Browns. And I barely have met any NFL players through him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a coach. And, I'm like, and oh. even he doesn't get to yeah. top those guys. He's, like, like, he's like, I don't know. Yeah, they, they, It's bigger than life. Yeah, once they're gone, they're gone. I'm like, yeah. all, right, all right. Yeah, that that was that ex- accessibility that I think fans wish they had now, but we should, we don't deserve it now. No, because yeah. people would just be fucking rude. You know what I mean? They'd be like, "You suck." And but I think, I don't think some of it has to do is the
0: because they make so much money. Like back there, you would be like, you know, when they, they used to call the. The the uh, Dodgers, the bums, they meant it as these are our bums, these are yeah. our guys. Mm-hmm. We live and die with them. You weren't looking at someone who lived in a castle. Yeah, you know what I mean. So back then, even the sports writers liked them more because the the players were getting maybe five grand more a year than the guys that were reporting. Mm-hmm. So they were they they got along with them. They understood each other. Now, if you hear about someone getting ten. $15 million a year. You're like, how can you not win, fuckface? How are <laughs> yeah. you tired? Like, you brought up McNabb. He makes me sick because he fucking was blown up in that fourth quarter. He, you, he was
6: walking during a you, two-minute yeah. drill.
0: What are you fucking
6: mouth-breathing What a hunk of shit. fucking life was for this. You might as well, did he, I'm, I could be wrong, but did he, or did he not put his hands above his head? <laughs> yeah. To, like, yeah. Like the gym class <laughs> yeah. chubby kid running around the track. Up the yeah. Open up the lungs, open up the lungs. <laughs> Donovan, put your hands above your head. He's like, I don't want to do this.
2: <laughs> um, you can still hang out with sports stars as long as you're working as a stripper <laughs> That's true,
6: hey, 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 true. Alright uh, um, right.
0: Here's Mark Mark, you're on the running face show
6: Ronnie yeah. The
4: strongest arm I think in the history of the NFL was Doug Williams of the old Tampa Bay Bucs And the uh, Redskins Bounce passes off receiver's chest 30 yards downfield
6: I gotta yeah. disagree and say Elway Elway's pretty. Yeah. it was a real fucking gun. Elway had a cannon. Doug Williams did have a cannon, but I think Elway is like, didn't he break receivers' hands? The Favre did that. They'd break their fingers too. Well, Favre would just fling anything. That, yeah.
0: No, but yeah, he was hitting Lyman in the hands. <laughs> <laughs> Marino actually threw a football like it was a baseball, though.
6: He yeah. had well, he had the Marino had the release yeah. that was just like mm-hmm. insane. But I, know, I think, I mean, now we're getting into like, you know, this is a tough territory because, yeah, I, th- I think to be an NFL quarterback, you have to have a fucking cannon. <laughs>
7: Unless you're Chad Pennington.
6: Yeah, and then you just toss. Well, I, I love that Randy Moss one time in an interview tried complimenting Chad Pennington, but actually nailed how shitty of a quarterback he was. But he was like, man, when I was at Marshall, that was like catching rolls of toilet paper. And you're like, well, it kind of was, because yeah. you're just floating them up there. <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: And then letting the other teams come down. Now the strong arm player in the NFL is Aaron Hernandez. Ah, there it is.
6: Kaepernick's got a gun. I like that. He's a
7: baseball guy, right? But he doesn't have touch yeah. passes.
6: That's the problem. Yeah, that's why I can't do that over the shoulder. Hence, why we didn't win the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game. All
0: right, there's a piece up on the eye bang that's going around that. Uh, for some reason, Miley Cyrus has put out, and now Seth Rogen is answering to because people were saying that that her left knee looks like Seth Rogen. And I'm trying to find yeah. this. I see it. Do
1: you really? Oh, yeah. Can you Where, make it out? Yeah. How? All right. Here, use the
7: mouse to...
0: Yeah, yeah, use the mouse to point it out to us.
7: All right.
0: So here's... Do you have a laser pen?
7: <laughs> here's the hair. You got the hair, All right? I right? know
0: you, you put that in front of it, Chris.
7: We can't see <laughs> it. There we go. Right, <laughs> the hair. Um, oh, You're you almost hair? saying Jufro. The hair, By you have the hair. That. Yeah. All right. You got the nice. Holy shit! I see it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh wow. And then there's the eye. Yeah. The oh nose might be God. a little bulbous. It looks like he's got gla- glasses on. Yeah. The n- nose could be a little, but you got a nice little pronounced chin. Okay. You don't think that looks more like Fat Einstein? No, I think that looks like Seth Rogen. I think it could be. I think it's like a little Fred Flintstone into Seth Rogen. I think it's the Swedish Chef from the Muppets. Mm. Is
3: that yours or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, a yeah. All right. Good. I think it kinda looks like uh the um 40-year-old virgin-era Jonah Hill, maybe. I mean, it's kind of chunky. This is... Um, yeah, but Jonah never had that kind of uh, nose. Maybe
7: tobacco in, yeah. the, in, the, in the lower right. Uh, yeah, or
6: like a or a broken jaw.
7: Yeah, something like that. But, you know, I think He's, we're there. I it, think we're it, totally
6: there. I would say to, to get completely there, you'd have to go Seth Rogen mixed with, like, Kanye West car accident jaw. Like the r- weird r- thing r- is... the wire, Kanye. Yeah, yeah there's, exactly. There's
0: a vine of this, because when she bends her knee, it's like, huh, huh, <laughs> huh. she got a Seth Rogen thing. But... Uh, Seth Rogen wrote back to her that he likes the knee because it's a joint. Ah. yeah, wordplay, yeah. yeah. wordplay. It word it word it's uh, wordplay, but I think he needs his own cigars and scotch. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. This is up on the iBang. if you want to see it today. They also broke the big uh, story that Dan Soder stole. stole, stole Moon Tower.
6: I paid a lot of money for them to write that article.
0: It's good though it's good that you're being known yeah, uh, you're doing guy nice. code uh,
6: Wednesday yeah Wednesday's on MTV too you feel yeah. like you're in a guy code you feel like you're all part of that I feel like um, I feel like I can contribute a lot I contribute yeah. a lot to guy code but I put myself more as like a seventh man off the bench I come smart. in and get some rebounds smart I bang down low. I take some fouls off the star players, and then I'm mm-hmm. out. Juwan, I, I, that's how I
3: consider myself. Take a Juwan Howard type guy.
6: Yeah, I I compare myself more to like Arvidas Sabonis after his knees went, and so the Blazers would just put him in to steal a couple rebounds.
0: My mm-hmm. favorite six men are only the guys who come in and hit Trace. Oh, but I think the that's the best job. I, I'll be I there. Am. Boom. Yeah. Do you like it? Two seconds yeah. left. This is why I think Ray. <laughs> Al- yeah.
6: This is why I think Ray Allen's going to play until he's seventy. Love Ray Allen. He's just Boy got that perfect release. He's just going to bang them out and then be like, all right, get back on the bench. And total confidence. He's not excited when he hits, not upset when he doesn't. Favorite NBA player of all time. Ray is, Allen, is he really? Wow. I have followed him since UConn, and I've loved him. And I'm a Nuggets fan, but I've yeah. al- I loved him in Seattle. I loved him in Milwaukee. I loved it, and then when the Heat thing, that kind of hurt because I was like, "Don't go to the bad guys." But, <laughs> but look like how,
0: how look how, I mean, he be- they he basically won that for them last year. Yeah, yeah. he yes. was yeah. sick oh, last game, year. Game,
6: game six, I think. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he nailed that game six, that big shot. I mean, he's got the perfect form.
0: Uh, I always use him on Xbox, too. I'm you, give me him. Because yeah. I would have sit in the background and just bang fucking trays all day long. Uh, I don't like the OCD shit that he has, though. That, I have OCD, that's, so that's I get mental it. mental illness to me. Is it? Yeah, That's a
6: weakness to you, isn't I it? I would
0: lock people up. What, what are the OCDs that
6: you have? I mean, dude, I got some fucked up ones. Yeah. Uh, I used to not be able to leave a place. I had to leave through the same door I came in. Yeah. So, like, if there was a second door to this studio, I would have to go through the door that I came through. But I broke that one yeah. about a couple of years ago. Uh, everything used to be when I used to drink. This this uh, made my alcoholism go a lot faster. Right, yeah. But everything had to be evens, so I'd have two drinks. Right. So that's why I'd have a shot and a beer, and then I ended up having fucking like <laughs> fourteen <laughs> drinks, and I'd be like, uh, but it's even. And i A lot of alcoholics are compulsive. Though. A lot. Yeah, and yeah. I think it I, it really does. Like, there's like certain things I I have to do before. Uh, I don't know, yeah. I'm OCD, I'm OCD, so that's why I like Ray Allen even more.
0: If you Are you one of those people that if somebody asks you to do something, you have to do it? Like if No, I-
6: because I get assholes when I tell them I'm a comic, telling them to yeah. make them laugh, and that makes me want to rip their throats out. But uh, no, so I don't do everything that people ask. Can you
0: just do one thing? Just a little bit of Randy? Just the... Just to- yeah! The
5: Macho
6: Man! Randy Savage! Yeah! Been a while. Been a while since I've been on and Fez, yeah! but I'm back from the upper World. yeah, the real top rope heaven, yeah, <laughs> dig it, uh-huh. uh-huh. Right. There was like I know
0: I don't know I hate to ask people to do shit eight times I was thinking he could
6: have put a Randy there
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> a nice place for Randy I just <laughs> want to
6: avoid getting to like a yakov Schmidt <laughs> yeah. that's I all I have to do I know I know but see that's the thing I'm like a baby but you just most, keeps doing it over I have the most fun doing it for people unexpectedly right uh a good buddy of mine Michael Che we were uh-huh. uh, he's hilarious we were uh we were backstage at Moon Tower And he had these obnoxious Nikes on, where I was like, are you really fucking wearing Slim Jim Macho Man era shoes? I was like, yeah, the Comedy and Oddity Festival,
5: yeah. Telling jokes with setups, Uh huh?
6: Yeah. And then he fucking, uh, making him laugh, I was like, all right, Right. this this is fun. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's always that. And I used to do the Andre a lot more, but... um, my girlfriend really hates it. <laughs> we're be like, I want to touch the bones. <laughs> She's like, please don't do that. It Sounds like you are slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> but the macho man, I'll always do that
0: for you, Ron. Anytime. Yeah. I think I told you I saw Andre naked before, so my life is good. My life is did he, good. And I forget if I asked you, did he have a huge piece? <clears throat> it was a normal size, right? Well, he was sitting down, and I didn't want to walk over. He was just playing cards, naked. Who are these uh, people come by, Fez? I think they're like interns. like we got a big
2: tour group out there. do they're, they're from.
6: That should be open. Say. That's who I was with in the lobby. That's why I got lost. Oh, is that right? Because I'm a grown man who wears a backpack, uh-huh. and I was with a group of college kids, <laughs> and then the security guy in the front goes, you're not with them, are you? And I was like, no, 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 no. no. And then I realized I looked like a single mom who's going back to college. <laughs> I had that right. older person look where I'm like, hey, I, learned, you know, I, I did drugs in my 20s, but now I'm here to learn. Hey! <laughs> they saw me in the lobby. They don't even know. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it what are they hilarious. doing, Chris? I don't know. I think-
1: University of Michigan students. Oh! Uh, hail to
6: the victors, right? Yeah, you're a Notre Dame guy. Yeah, yeah people are going to hate that, yeah. I, that but- I just said that. I just want to say go Buckeyes just to piss people yeah. off.
1: Right. Don't care about the big Go team. Irish, right? Yeah, yeah. go Why Irish. are they all here from Michigan? Uh, they're taking a tour because there's uh, new intern classes are starting soon. Oh.
2: But they, they're
0: all going to be Michigan interns here?
2: No this is just them checking out the facilities they're oh, on a class for- trip from New York to New York and this is part of it but
0: oh. the, it's over the fucking college is over
6: what college the- is over for them yeah, or I mean, just this in time of year the
7: semester's over
6: yeah the semester's Semester. over these are the kids this is can- this is why. Uh, this is how you get CEOs. These are the kids that right, go in and okay. they do shit. Like right now, yeah. guys like me and you, if it was college, we'd just be getting drunk or getting fucked up. You know, if, like if, we I, was, that the,
0: if I was in college, I'd bang that one right there. Which one? Like <laughs> the one there with the crazy hair. Uh, yeah,
6: yeah, there was yeah. a blonde yeah. that I was in the elevator with tonight. Mm.
2: They're here because they don't want to be in the same state as Detroit. Mm. Okay. Okay. okay, that's good. All right. Yeah, that's good. Let's you go know, let's attack yeah, let's attack them while they're down.
5: because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that city
6: needs to be made fun of.
5: Yeah.
6: You know? It's not, It's already bad enough that your future was predicted by RoboCop.
7: <laughs> Accurately predicted. Yeah. Yeah. It's crack factory. It's I
0: actually, it city. didn't even turn out as good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they made that fucking escape from the New York movie. Yeah. No one thought that wouldn't happen.
6: Everyone thought, <laughs> yep, that's where it's going. And then they missed the biggest one because the Twin Towers. He lands on the Twin Towers. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, Today they had the memorial. I know. And they opened it up. It was, uh, is is it true, what's the Rudy Giuliani thing? That there was a... I think that was a joke. I think Mike Lawrence made a joke. But what was the I think he difference? said there was like an animatronic Rudy Giuliani, but I'm just such a, I'm such a dumb stoner that I just saw it
0: in passing and I was like, ah, oh, it's
6: something they probably
0: did. Oh, then you're repeating it to yeah.
6: people. And then I'm so like, fucked up down
5: there. <laughs> Can you believe it? Just getting yeah. high with my
6: neighbor. Like, right. I can't believe they'd do something on here. Like and then I go on Twitter, like, cancel yeah. the memorial. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I would always do
0: that those kind of awful lies when I was a kid thinking yeah. it was funny and later but one time uh, i go walking up on a street corner and there used to be a house that two older dudes like lived in and some and there's like fucking 15 of us standing on just stand on a fucking street corner like kids and someone said where's this girl at and I go oh you didn't hear those two older dudes fucking raped her last night <laughs> Because I was a really funny witty kid. You know, and I would come up with a premise like that. Oh, they raped her last night. (laughs) And then I just let it lay (laughs) (laughs) there. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, how dumb are they? So about a half an hour uh, later, mothers start coming out and grabbing fucking kids, like, Come on, let's go. You're leaving somebody had went home told their mom mom started calling each other they start fucking coming up but even while this is happening i'm not fucking catching on to a thing <laughs> cop cars start to slide up to the house
6: checking on shit and uh, oh my yeah. god can you imagine being one of those older yeah. dudes just like having a beer in your backyard you're like hey man we're, we both got through divorces <laughs> yeah. but everything's going to turn around now it's what whoop whoop.
0: <laughs> if you're a fucking middle-aged guy you can't live in a house where there's kids in the neighborhood. You have to move into an apartment into a city. You look like a nut living in a home
6: by yourself. There was a guy in my neighborhood who's he got divorced and his family moved out and it was yeah. just him and it was the most fucking depressing thing. Right. Riding by your bike and you're like, hey Rich. He like, yeah. They're not coming back, Rich.
3: Kill yourself. Yeah. Kill yourself. Shelly you moved on. Why even bother with those gutters? Yeah. Uh, it's Who are you well,
5: cleaning the- them for, Rich? <laughs> it's true. That,
3: you're not going to have Chris Christmas here this
5: year. You have to go to your brothers.
6: i just riding by my bike saying realistic, horrific shit. Who, who would actually mow their lawn unless yeah. a woman told them to? You
2: better start drinking gin, Rich. Yeah. It's your only way out of this dark, emotional <laughs> hole. Bachelor pads in your 40s are just sad it's true that's a statement that's not, a, a, joke. That's not I mean, a joke I mean I kind of like that. I like
6: that Fez is coming with statements yeah, blindly reading I like that yeah. I like that Fez now has pointed opinions yeah yeah, I don't think, I, if I ever was an older guy, I'd be like, all right, good apartment. That's
0: the memorial where it. it just looks so, there are things to try to act like it just happened, and then you're supposed to go down there with it. Oh, no it. one from New York will ever go to this. It'll just be for fucking tourists. They have entire storefronts down
1: there. Jesus. Like, like they, I forgot what store, like Amer- we have the American Eagle store from that day, with all the Oh,
6: well, the pictures shit. of everyone that's dead. Are you fucking dead. serious? Yeah. yeah.
1: With they like they the really mannequins? saved all
6: that shit? Yeah. yeah. We are so morbid. Right. As a culture that we're like, yeah, yeah, can you show us that? Well, it's like the Pearl Harbor Museum. Yeah. Like everyone says, I've never been to Hawaii, but I've had friends that sit there and they say that Japanese people go and take pictures in front of it and shit. And Fuckers. Like,
2: balls. That's just balls. That store looked like that on 910. No. You know something. No. Fucking what the fuck? You know something, yeah. Fez? Fuck. I know you're just
0: reading it, but yeah. I still
6: blame you. <laughs> At the end you are the one launching that. You're yeah. the one pressing that button to let those go. <laughs> it just seems I, I don't know, man. Like it, yeah. it's it, we needed to do a memorial, but I don't know. I don't know if an underground memorial it's too it's fucking sad. Up. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's think?
0: like being in a tomb. Really it's like saying, Here, walk into a tomb. Yeah.
6: Here you go. Here are all these people dying.
0: And then it's going to be a great place uh, for truthers. Uh, and Fucking shit. They said Bush actually went up there today, and he goes. The first time I even heard about 9/11 was two days before it happened,
6: and that he goes. I'll never forget. I didn't even know he we were goes, planning I it. Never knew it. I got the run through
5: <laughs> yeah. on the eighth, and I was like, I don't know, man.
6: A Tuesday? We're gonna do this on a Tuesday? How's the weather?
0: Yeah. He said he couldn't sleep the night before. Oh, so man.
6: fucking How mimic. fucking funny would that be, if Bush? Fucked up and admitted that it was an inside job because he's just casual. He's like, I don't know. No, he did it. What? Oh no. Was I was not supposed to. Oh god, no. Oh, Ronnie's gonna be pissed. See, he would do that if he had my sense of humor at fucking eleven years old. Yeah. Oh man. Can you imagine if, if he or if he went the opposite way and just didn't give a fuck and right. just started saying ridiculous shit like yeah. that? He's like, Yeah, I did that. Not only that, I went into Iraq for oil. Even if he
0: just if they if he showed up fuck. today and he hadn't shown and he's like, they made me.
6: Believe <laughs> well, me, there's nothing. They're
0: gonna kill my kids. Mr. President, who?
5: <laughs> uh,
6: it was mostly the tobacco companies and the Jews.
5: Or- <laughs> Always <laughs> <juice>. <laughs> he just comes with the most stereotypical. Uh, quite honestly, damn, it's the Jews.
6: Uh, you know who it was. You're all right about them. <laughs> yeah, He just goes like this. Uh, you,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> the, <laughs> the animatronic Giuliani, he's in the conspiracy wing of the museum. That's good stuff. Okay. That's good stuff. I'm liking it. Yeah. These are very
5: like,
6: like good monologue
0: jokes. Yeah, they are good monologue. Yeah, like you could give them to every late night host yeah, yeah, yeah. to do. We did a thing, and we got lazy, but we were doing a thing for a while where we were pulling everybody's jokes, and you had to guess which show they came from. Oh, that's fun. it's impossible after like two weeks or three weeks, where even if you saw the show, you don't remember the jokes. Like, think Leno had that show for nineteen years. And if you said, name me a Leno joke, it would have been something that he did before he did that show. You know what I mean? Because he was, no one's going to believe me, but he was a very funny guy. But after that show, every joke was so interchangeable.
6: Well, yeah, because he had to go, Leno, even though Leno was a great comic, Mm -hmm. eventually what he did, which stopped him from being an all-time legend, was he went the corporate route and was like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm going to do the safest jokes that get the most he wanted to hit the most people Right. And that's not what comedy is comedy you gotta be the funniest and sometimes you don't hit all the people yeah. so that's why all of his jokes are like yeah
3: did you see this uh, can you believe uh, this is happening uh, my soul's dead but uh, you know a lot of people like this
6: uh, uh, well, look someone made a misprint in the newspaper huh? all my fans still read the newspaper it's like yeah no one gives a shit Jay no one gives a flying fuck and Conan makes his his monologue jokes funny because Conan's silly so Conan's silly while he's doing right. the jokes. But I mean, I have friends that write for late night shows and it's fucking hard. you got to yeah. have like, you got to basically create 40 jokes a day. Mm-hmm. I write once a week. I like, would yeah. much rather watch TV and not, you know what I And mean?
0: most of the time you're confused whether Mike Lawrence was kidding or not. So <laughs> so you're start your I'm jokes. basing <laughs> jokes on facts that aren't even
6: facts. I'm just writing things. I'm just diarrheaing <laughs> yeah. out my mouth. But maybe I should do that. Maybe I should go the Jay Leno route.
0: Dan Soder at the stand tonight, eight and ten. Uh, oh, on Saturday.
6: Yeah, Saturday. tonight and Saturday. Tonight but, uh, and Saturday. But let's come to come to the Saturday shows because okay. I had tonight a race. Yeah, no, I, that was my bad. I told right. I told eight and ten chosen. Saturday. Yeah,
0: food's good there. No one ever says no one fucking ever Fucking No one ever brings it up. Food's good
6: there. The tuna. Yeah, it sounds so good. <sighs> they have a, they do a cheeseburger dumpling. Is Tonight the Lights Out Show? No, that's uh that was Yes, that's tonight. Wait, is tonight Wednesday? Yeah, Sam above uh that's a, New York. Yeah, stand stand up labs. Up, yeah, labs. The Louis Gomez? Yeah. The Lights Out jewel Yeah. We're taking comedy to a new level. <laughs> yeah, fucking good for Lou. Really doing show in the dark. In <laughs> the dark and blindfolded. You're basically going against all the basic <laughs> principles of comedy. But God, no. It, it Fucking the lineup's fantastic. Yeah. So I'd go see it. Well, everybody wants to be first. All right, who, who's on the lineup here? All right, uh, Mike Lawrence. Joe List, one of... Have you had Joe List on the show I yet? I have not. Holy shit funny. Like, Joe yeah. List is one of... He's one of my best friends, but also one of the funniest comics, I think, out there right now. Oh. uh So quick. Yamanika Cassanders. Uh, who else is on there? Dave Smith. Another fucking really funny dude. And Big J Ogerson. One of the best. Well, Lewis said Big Jay canceled. Oh, did he? And then Mike Vecchione, I believe, is going to show up tonight. My roommate and a
1: hilarious comic. Last time
0: Vecchione was in here, I was laughing so hard. He's he, so funny. He is... So different from everyone else. He comes at it from a whole different
6: angle. I've lived with him for three years, and mm-hmm. all, and I say it every time. He's got vigilante energy. <laughs> he's, got, he's got. I'm yeah. gonna clean up the streets with violence <laughs> energy. It really is the way he sulks around the house. Like I'm watching like old wrestling events, smoking weed in the living room, and he's just doing knuckle push-ups <laughs> in, his, in his bedroom under a Jesus picture. it's yeah. just Like he really he lives he lives his life like he's Cobra. Like he's Joe, I still
0: it's, it's always the origin story of Batman with him. <laughs> yeah. He's just always going through that. I remember
6: where I was. <laughs> who is he? That's he is. <laughs> uh, But honestly, I mean, it's an insanely funny comedian, Mike Vecchione. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, that lineup's great. Joe List, Dave Smith, yeah. uh, Mike Vecchione, Yamanika, Mike Lawrence. Who are us? posted uh you know but it's just uh, it's in the dark it's gonna be in the dark you're gonna be very dark
2: there lewis said he thought of the premise during hurricane sandy he originally planned to flood the club Nah,
6: <laughs> it's upstairs so that would have been harder
0: come on this not basement comedy <laughs> <It's>
2: Dark. <laughs> <We bought laughs> this fucking
0: thing fell apart really fast know <laughs> your architecture no oh. I think... I don't know. I think he's... St- I like it. I loved it for a while. Now I totally hate it. Really? <laughs>
5: yes,
6: <no. laughs>
0: you flipped? Yeah. But I like to flip about most things.
6: Okay. Yeah, 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 That's fun to
0: play it from both angles. I'm just... There's Tim. Hey. Hi. Yeah. He's liking things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, good. I think I'm in trouble. No, that's the suits. The suits kind of come by. They're like, yeah. Uh,
6: good. They give I mean, you that yeah. little feed? Like, yeah. Here you, yeah that, mm, mm, mm. here you go. Here, monkey. Here. <laughs> Uh, I bet they went on a tour Mm. in May after college was done. You're talking about being fucking soulless.
0: I mean, those fucking, those two guys would kill each other over a fucking lunch.
6: Or is what's, I think, the businessmen you have to ride the elevators with here, that you could just smell.
0: You know who those cocksuckers are? NBC. NBC. No! I thought they yeah. were over there. No, they're no. over here, too. Seven floors. There's got, a, but there's, there's a bank. There's a banking. Oh, yeah, that's the... Um, Morgan Stanley.
6: Morgan Stanley. Those guys, I, every, I've been in here when I, I think I was going to do o and I might have been coming here. Mm. One of these guys' conversation, I almost got into a fight. Last time I did o I'm checking my email as I'm in the elevator, and I don't realize I'm dumb. I don't realize we're at the ground floor. Elevator door starts closing. I go, oh, shit, like this. And uh, this guy goes, you dumb motherfucker. He said no, that. He, he goes, you dumb motherfucker. So I yeah. hold the door, and I go, what the fuck did you just say to me? Good. And you could tell he thought the doors were gonna close, and right. he like, right. I go, what the fuck did you just say to me? And the guy goes, oh, I mean, just, you're on your phone, you just really look up. I go, what the fuck did you just say to me? And he's like, you just you just really look, and I go, do you wanna go outside, Rand? We're two adults, we can go punch on each other outside. He's like, just fucking, you know, keep your, uh, and I was like, yeah, and then the door closed, and I was like, fuck you, man. I will beat your ass for 31 floors. <laughs> <laughs> Bing, I'm gonna get everyone on the way every time is a punch. That- <laughs> and you know what it is? I waited on guys yeah. like that for so many years because I waited tables in midtown that you just see that fucking arrogance of i 'm a yeah. businessman i 'm a right. I work in finance fuck you right they 're the new drug dealers they are they 're the people who fuck this nation
0: senseless, and then we go. We're sitting there every day, going, "Good, the business stocks are up." What's thing.
6: up? Yeah. The, are the fake numbers up the or the yeah. fake numbers
5: down?
0: Yay! Good. It's like the every fucking day in America is like the last fucking page of nineteen
5: eighty four, where you're just like, <laughs> tear, "So proud to be here. you,
0: sucker!" You had like a rat up to our face, you fucking prick. Oh
6: god! You know what the best was? I remember oh eight. I was a waiter when the big when the big drop happened. Yeah. Uh, Bear Stearns was like two blocks away from the restaurant I worked at, and all of a sudden there was just this fucking wave of finance guys getting hammered at like two <laughs> thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm a waiter, so I'm like, oh, man, I'm yeah. gonna make fucking good money today. <laughs> and then someone comes in like, did you hear the stock market dropped? They're like, one guy was throwing up in the bathroom at like three fifteen because he fucking just like threw back like eight margaritas. I was like, all right, good. You're in there. You're just cutting up fucking credit cards. Sorry,
2: sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is already, sir I just got
6: a call from the Federal Reserve.
2: Clip. You yeah. get in the elevator with the Morgan Stanley guys. They smell like other people's crushed dreams. Oh, Ooh. that is That's, that's,
0: good. that's good. another that's good. statement
2: I love. <laughs> yeah.
6: I'm back on. I'm back I, on. I think what we need to do is we need to shift Fez into making hilarious statements. Yeah. The joke jokes out. I like funny statements. Also, I think you ought to curse a little
0: more.
2: Funny statements and cursing. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I
6: like you said it like a cook. Yeah. (laughs) Guys,
2: we're out of broccoli!
5: 86 broccoli!
6: All right, yeah, we'll be back. (laughs) Move the fish, it's the last (laughs) day! Move it! You guys better push that special! All right, we're back. Mm. Uh, yeah, those. Uh, so I don't know. Do you ever get in the elevator with these guys? Yeah, I
0: hate all these fuckers. But I'll sometimes, like a lot of times, they will go like this. Excuse me, could you put out your cigar? And I'm like, no, uh, I'm trying to fucking smoke before I hit the street. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get, it in, get up
6: his back, lady.
0: But it was funny being on anything with Hicks because he talks as if everyone in the world talks like this. So I'll be in the elevator. It'll be packed. And It'll go me. Oh, what did the fucking cunt say
5: about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just-
1: do
0: they- I just see these people cringe. Oh. I know they're never with anyone as sloppy or as queens raised as
1: him. Well, MB- MB- we knew someone who worked in NBC. They said they'd talk shit about me. They said it's the guy who smells like cigarettes. He's constantly going on the radio <laughs> fucking with us.
0: Yeah, because we hate them because they stop. They do local. They'll, yeah. like, go from 23 to 25. And before these fuckers came in, we used to go just straight up. Fucking express. But he, he just stinks <laughs> like cigarettes and curses.
6: Oh. I love that. Yeah. I love that they don't like you because you smell like cigarettes.
1: They don't. They they fucking talk about me. They can fuck yeah. themselves. Yeah, there's that burrow
4: yeah. anger. Yeah. Get
0: that burrow anger yeah.
1: out of you. And like,
0: then it's back on the fucking bridge and home you go. <laughs> <laughs> no wrong
2: queens. Chris was trying to make conversation with them. He said, did you hear what my asshole cunt financial planner said?
6: <laughs>
0: that's, <good.
5: laughs>
6: that's great. That's, that's, great. Great. that's, that's it. Good. That's my favorite one so far. Yeah, that's good stuff. They... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. got to be yeah. They, um I forget who was telling me the story, but they, I guess they always light up when celebrities are in the elevator. They're oh, like sure. The, ah, oh,
1: yeah. eh. Some dude fucking played uh, Blurred uh. Lines for Robin Thicke oh. in the elevator. Oh. Tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, this is your song. Was what he like,
6: this? oh, my God.
1: What are you supposed to fucking say
6: yeah. to that? He was like,
1: That's And great. he started playing Blurred Lines, though. From his fucking phone. But I bet you know what it he is was? In Blurred Lines' face.
6: That's such a, I'm a boss of a company, and yeah. everyone has to say yes to what I say, that they don't understand that they're socially retarded.
0: That people will laugh normally at stuff yeah, like, yeah. like, this is great, we're doing Pirate Day. You
6: know- <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Christmas, we're having an ugly sweater party. <laughs> oh, fuck you. In that fucking office mentality. Can you, can you imagine like if
0: you found out comedy was just destroyed tomorrow and you had to go back and work like
6: human beings do? Wouldn't mm, it be awful? Absolutely not. I would join a militia.
5: Or, <laughs> or
6: become a mercenary. I wouldn't fucking go. I wouldn't go back to that fucking world. I can't go back being a civilian. <laughs> go back, just wearing, like going in an office and being like, yeah. hey, Greg! Alright, no, no, I'm going to be right there. Where, where are we going for lunch? Don't say Olive Garden again. I'm going to punch you in the head if you say Olive Garden. Oh, this is fun. Guys, I just got a new far Farside calendar. <laughs> Turns out I'm into choking my wife during sex. <laughs> was like, Turns out I like to have my nipples burnt before I come. Uh, that's what I just imagine those people that just have that kind of... Sooner
0: or later, they'll just hit that fucking point. <laughs>
6: fantasize about killing children? Alright, I'll get back to the report.
0: You know, you're in the fucking bathroom, you smell something and the guy's just putting a cigarette out in his dick.
6: Just, <laughs> his fucking, just a little of, a, Just maybe there's uh, a feeling. Uh, like, I'm gosh. alive. And then and then you get so used to it, you just go, uh, hey, can I bum a Winston? And then you yeah. slide it under the fucking...
0: What are you doing? You're acting
6: like it's Friday, it's just Tuesday. We don't burn our dicks till Thursday. That's a pre-Friday celebration.
3: Someone didn't get their run in before work. They're always talking about either just like getting a run in, and then that was like the joke just running before work. They
0: run before work to push the anxiety away.
6: It's almost when you think about it, this generation sort of does deserve the apocalypse. Right. Because of all like with like Twitter and all this shit and all the bankers, it's like, yeah, let's strip it back down to zero. And well, then, uh, that's what Fight Club was basically about, just like forcing people to reset, to go back to be a man again. Yeah, but I almost feel like, you know what's so funny is we always, like, we live in New York and we always shit on people in the middle of the country, like, look at these dumb yeah. Midwestern yokels. They're going to be the ones that run shit if the yeah, apocalypse good. happens. They know how to farm, Peppers. how to build an
0: engine. Country
6: Boy Will Survive. That was that fucking song.
0: Yeah, there it is. Perfect timing. <laughs> we came up with the song I was talking about. We'll read. <laughs> Satellite of love. Dan Soder, you're fucking hysterical, dude. You're the best. Yeah, Thanks
6: so much for having me, guys.
0: Pull that when he says that we'll use it as a promo. Okay. Let's see what fucking Dan Soder says about Ron Bennington. You're the bu- best. Boom. Get it, fuckers? Done. That's coming from <laughs> like a funny shit? man. Like that shit, you assholes? <laughs> <Yeah>. Huh? Huh? <laughs> fucking like, satisfied? Guys are
1: saying it! Now no, fucking write soda. something
0: bad to me. <laughs> 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 Guy code Wednesdays. 11, go to MTV.com but uh, The Stand, tonight and uh, Saturday, Saturday 8 and 10 with the lights on, doing it with the lights <laughs> on right? weird, yeah. yeah, if you
6: want to see facial, uh, <laughs> facial movement or I don't know, uh, maybe stage presence, I think that's what they call it yeah <laughs> <The stand. laughs> but, you know, you can also go
0: alright, anything we need to plug Chris or we done? Yeah, we're good to go, uh, that's the
2: end, uh, goodbye show donk
0: Love. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Satellite of love, satellite of love. I've been told that you've been bold with Harry, Mark, and John. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John. Satellite's gone the skies
1: Things like that drive me out
5: of my mind
1: You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show It's now over, but don't worry you can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand Go to SiriusXM.com slash On
5: Demand Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand